Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This week in league, if you're relying on Kenny Edwards to help you pass a piss test, you're in for a bad time. Michael Gordon walks out on the Sharks. Only problem is, most of their fans thought he'd done it three months ago. After being their best player in each of his previous Origin games, Mitchell Pearce gets a recall to the Queensland squad. And we preview all of the action for Round 11 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 189 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay. Mailbag. Well, it's just a how are you, mate? I mean, like, it's, it's, it's uh, you're unshaven. Are you coming back? No, I'm just lazy. <laughs> just fucking lazy. Yeah. All right. And, the, and, and, and it grows fast. This shit grows fast. Like, yeah. if I had, like, if my it's hairline... It's like muscle memory. Sorry? It's like muscle memory, man. Well, exactly. But if my hairline like hadn't memory. receded to, back to halfway... Oh. Up my head. Let's be generous. It's like forty five percent. Oh, that's lovely, Nathan. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would have a magnificent head of hair, and I'd have cornrows. I'd fuck. I'd be. I'd be just the coolest motherfucker alive. Who could forget the school pictures that your sister has put on Facebook years ago? You haven't seen the worst one, and I've. I was just talking about it on the weekend, and I yeah. will post it, and people will laugh. Yeah. And laugh and laugh and laugh because this is the fucking worst photo you've ever seen in your whole entire fucking life. And it's the most embarrassing thing that anyone could ever have done to their fucking child. So it's a hairstyle that's been, that's been perpetrated on you? On yes. You. Yes, Nathan. When I was a young child. Very small child. It was like tracks and stuff? or No, it was mullet? like a bob. I oh. look like Betty fucking Boop. I'd rather see you with a mullet. Frankly. Well, I had a mullet in year seven. It was a pretty ordinary one, but... You could still do a mullet now, too, you know? Oh. <laughs> one of those creepy With fucking... Um, 45, 45% receded hairline mullet. Look like, I'm look, a classy motherfucker. You look like Riff Raff out of the Rocky Horror. <laughs> Magnificent. I'm going to find that, that picture of me. My mum calls it the uh, Prince Charming cut. Oh, fuck. It's like He-Man. It's like a He-Man cut. Straight fringe across the face. Yeah. It's like, boom, and then it comes down, and it's like a oh. bowl. I could go, do 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 like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yes, yes, definitely do that. Do that and... Um, I was a beautiful child, but geez, that haircut made me look like a fucking tard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going to kick off. Uh, first of all, just welcome to new listeners of the show, and particularly stripper underscore tippin. <laughs> Well, T-I-P-P-I-N. Sounds like a fantastic Tweeted us, tweeted us uh, late last week. Got myself on Twitter to join the banter with This Week in League. Fuck, I'm confused. Hash first tweet, hash up up Cronulla. And so I just I'd sort of retweeted that so people get it, you know. Get on to him, and they did. Look, they grow every... It grows every week. And I wish every new listener joined Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and hit us up. So 
Yeah, What's exactly. Up, guys? And this is how's the beard going? Mine's not going so well anymore. This is how's the, a forty-five percent <laughs> fucking receded hairline cracking? <laughs> well, it's forty-six and a half now. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, the thing I'm is, a West as well, Tigers fan, it's now fifty-five percent. The thing is, you can go incognito, like Twitter, incognito, Incogn- Facebook. Incognito. I mean, you know, well, yeah. I mean, Facebook, you got a certain, you know, you mostly. I mean, people mostly use their real names. I mean, there are people that don't. Mm. However, Facebook does hunt them down. I'm not sure if you need to report them first or, or what happens, but I had a friend who had a completely fake name. And clearly, so when you look at it, like a human being looks at it and goes, that's a fucking made-up name. <laughs> and someone must have reported him, and so he's given seven days to supply Facebook with, um, you know, proof of identity and stuff like that. Oh, Otherwise, they shut the account down. And so he's just gone and made another account with fake name and said, this is where I'll be in seven days. If, you know, so <laughs> hit me up with a request and I'll see you in seven days. <laughs> um, but question of the week. We actually got a serious question, uh, which would be good to discuss. And, we, and we've also got a really gronky question. No problems for guessing who that's from. But Mad Dog underscore no space. Is this the gronky question? No, this is a good one. Ah. Do you think, Phil, do you fellas think that halves should have to feed the ball into the middle of the scrum, make some kind of contest out of it? I think it would add an element to the game. I think scrums, and I did actually see this thread. I think someone actually brought up the point that it's just a fucking rest for the forwards. Yeah, and I don't even think it's just, I don't even think that it's, that it's a rest. That's not probably the main reason I think that it still exists in the rules, even as fucked up as it is. Set piece. Is that it's a set piece with the forwards out of the play. Yeah. And so you've got the widened field and, you know, the, and the backs can go to town. That's, yeah. that's probably It generally more goes point. one off the scrum and a fucking tackle's made. And yeah. Yeah. And you Unless see it's the West Tigers and they <laughs> spin it out wide and someone drops it. And yeah. then there's another scrum. But then you see a scrum 20 metres out and that's when people start throwing on set piece, pieces yeah. and stuff. And, you know, yeah, ca- yeah. occasionally they actually work too. Mm. But uh, I think that's probably the main reason that they keep it there as, as, as you know, in their mind, way of thinking, like an exciting, a way to make things exciting for that, you know. But well, yeah. I think it... Um, I'd love a contest. Yeah, I think it should be a, a bit more of a contest than what it is. Um, I don't know that we should go all the way towards a, a rugby union scrum. That seems fairly no. technical and... And a little bit overdone. Just feed it in the fucking middle. Feed it you know, in the middle. Exactly the same, just feed know, it in the middle. Fucking... You know, let them push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let them push. And uh, hookers. It's hook. Yeah. yeah. Do your shit. Exactly. I'd be down with that. But I mean, imagine if they did that, they brought that in. West Tigers would lose even more scrums. Because let's face it, they lose them now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to ask you is can you pinpoint when scrums went fucked? I tried to think about it myself and I could not for the life of me think about when scrums went fucked. So it must have been like a real gradual easing and no one arced up or anything and then the next thing you know, we're here. Yeah, I suspect... Referees are told to defocus on it or something. Pre-NRL days. Yeah, it would have been. So what's that, 97? Yeah, so do you reckon it was a super league, like like something that came through with the transition... Of the two, the two coming back together. After I've Super got League or? really no yeah. tangible evidence to to support that. You have I to just, watch them. Have to watch them like games from '96. But you, you'd have to, you know, like the Eliases and um, fuck, um, you know, Walters and those sort of hookers. Sadaris, yeah, like those guys were were true, true hookers as far as the scrums went. Yep. But then once you started getting to the more modern day type footballer. Charlotte Pallavi's probably the last one. You make a very valid point. Last of the Mohicans. Ken Hook. 
<sighs> um, and now here's a Gronkish one. My Saguna 85. Shocks no one to hear this. Zero. Zero people shocked. Hey, fellas, a question for you and Tool Nation. Who is the biggest oxygen thief you've ever seen play the game? We've had some, we had some people pick up on this on Twitter and give give their responses, but that's fine. That, Just put it out to the crowd. Does he ever play football at any level? Because he's so, my pick. If so, he's absolutely yeah, he's a shoe in. He's and I mean, there's a lot of predict- second. There's a lot of predictable, you know. There is like you know Robert Louis, you know, that's a low hanging fruit. Yeah. And, um, Fuck. That's a. I mean, there's so many. There's so many on one level, and then it, it's like a, a chasm. You've got your the... on-field, you've got your on-field grubbery, though. You've got your people that are just fucking just oxygen thieves, but may not have never, may may never have actually done anything like suspension worthy on the field. That As way, in, just know? not being great players. Well, I don't no, know. Yeah, well, not being well, a talented player. Like, no, they're, oxygen no, 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 they're like thieving a living. I say, like, yeah, but you know, you get people that get in trouble after the game too, like your Craig Fields and that. Nothing much happened on field, but. Killing people, and then you've got your, you know, you've got your, your Josh Reynolds, Greg Birds. Those See, Josh, Re- I reckon Josh Reynolds is the current champion. Oh, like, given Bird the Rob- go close for me. Greg Bird, he he's done some shit. Let's be real. I'm not going to say he hasn't done some shit, but Josh Reynolds just seems to have this level of fucking lawlessness about him over the last eighteen months, where the guy is just like a runaway train, <laughs> and he's it's just going off I'll the give, rails. It's one thing I'll give Greg Bird. He he pushes the envelope. Yeah, and he. You know, he he he's diving and he's, you know, feigning injury to try and, you know, get a competitive edge. Yep. Fucking tripping people and head highing people and stuff and just tripping. because you you've you've legitimately lost control. And you've snapped it you've snapped in the game situation. Yeah. And like yeah, that. and that that tripping thing, I mean it happens. lots of lots of people have done it by you know, and not been charged because it's been like you know, obviously purely an accident. But he's like habitually well, there's at least two that he's been suspended for, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, and oh, that's got to be a record in itself too, I reckon. Habitual line stepper. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I I couldn't pinpoint one player. There would be a group of players that would, would be in the upper echelon of Oxygen Thieves. Like Mitchell Moses, for example. What a fucking germ he is on the field. <laughs> he's a, he's a, a fucking hyper-competitive, um, you know... Athletic specimen, Nathan. Um, oh. To call to call the man an oxygen thief is um, is, is quite insulting. <laughs> um, he's hyper competitive. I love it. I love that he you know he's fucking built like a pipe cleaner. Yeah, and and then, but that, you already said he's an athletic specimen. Well, yeah, he he's a very athletic pipe cleaner. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's um, got to clean chimneys. <laughs> he's a fucking world you've champion got, of fucking chimney sweeps. Got to be flexible to do that shit. <laughs> so yeah. By all means, we welcome your input, and especially the input of like you know, let's get away from the low hanging fruit of your Robert Louis and and Co. You know, John Hopewaters. I mean, because ob- mm. obviously, obviously they've been they've been consumed. Players you've taken a particular dislike to for no particular reason whatsoever. Yeah, and justify it to us too. Put some rationale because you can't just go, oh yeah, you know, like Steve Menzies. <laughs> <laughs> and then go, and then we go, you anyone that's you, ever pulled on a manager, yeah, you can't le- you can't leave it there. You got to put some rationale. I mean, if you're going to, especially if it's someone who's not an obvious, you know, offender. Okay, um, <clears throat> bunch of general stuff here. Um, the Scarecrow twenty three said, "I wonder what fabrication of mine and dashing Dan's sex lives that this week in league will come up with this week." None of it's fabricated. That's the saddest part. Yeah, it's I mean, all fact. And I was trying to. These guys are banging like barn doors in the wind. 
I, I, I saw the tweet and I was like, you know, do I think a couple about... of flabby, you know, fucking hairy, like barn doors on a jumping castle, fucking barn doors, <laughs> barn doors on a jumping <laughs> yeah. castle, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, underscore O Sammy boy, who's changed his Twitter handle and, and Twitter handles with underscores, are just fuck, get out of it. What you guys saying? Luke Dawn is a god in ESL. Give us some credit at least. It's Chris Bailey. <laughs> Chris Bailey, aka the worst person ever to strap on a manly jersey. Tire on a rope. Tire on was, a rope. The man was nicknamed Tire on a rope. Handbrake, an absolute handbrake for his club, and he's going over there killing, killing it. Apparently, he's a god of Super League. No, there's, really? there's your standard of your English competition. I don't want to hear a fucking word about it from any of you poms ever again. If that's oh, seriously, if Luke Dawn and Chris Bailey are, are carving it up. Crazy times, mate. I'll fucking send. I'll send the the Springfield Panthers over there, and they'll win the premiership in their second year. Give them a year to get used to the fucking cold weather and Jackson Blazley man of steel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although it's more likely to be on one of those bigger, bigger islanders. <laughs> yeah, side, probably right. Yeah, <laughs> actually, we, we do have one one boy in particular who's um, it's just fucking lightning in a bottle. That kid, yeah, just amazing, yeah. gifted, yeah, just on his feet. Yep. fucking lightning and stop on a dime perfect step and tackles anything that moves yeah he's um hold on to him sorry hold on to him yeah amazing amazing kid Johnny Adams sensational and, and <laughs> Johnny Adams yeah, is that for a pull from the fast wow um he uh imagine if his name was Johnny Adams he should actually and be then like, and, then, and then it was like Jackson had like some premonition shit going on like two oh, years ago God. whenever it was Johnny Adams <laughs> That's a blast from the past. You're right. Um, this kid could, should actually be playing under sevens, but his brother plays. Like he's old enough to play under eights. Yeah. So his brother wants to play. Yeah. Wants and boys, his boys to play together, like which is like, awesome. It's like and Origin, mate. If you, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. He's absolutely, and he's more than good enough. Even like he, it wouldn't even be fair if he was playing under sevens. Yeah. Not even remotely fair. Yeah. <laughs> he scored six tries the other week. <laughs> Fuck. Tommy Turbo Junior. <laughs> Uh, Jake underscore Chook said, "Will there be a repressing of hashtags in decline shirts?" No, nah. That uh, joke's been done. Now stop it. <laughs> if sufficient no. demand existed, <laughs> pre-order of twenty-five pieces. I will fucking walk out. <laughs> Earthboy seventy-five, waiting for a train to Titans versus Sharks, and a guy on the platform is in his Tigers jersey drinking a UDL can. No, Can, no judgment on there. He's just confused. He's, he's throwing it out addicted. there. Addicted. <laughs> Standard. Yeah. It's a standard. And um, a Tigers fan. Yeah. <laughs> Back on the, the, the Luke Dawn thing, Bernard JKD, who's obviously over there. Uh, Luke Dawn, or Lord Dawn, is the Sun Emperor of the New Cosmos. Luke Skywalker is a character based on his life know story. Who this person is. Luke Dawn? Really? Really? You see, he played for Manly. Oh, like back in the, in the in the bad old days. What in nineteen eighty? No, like in the early early you know two thousands when it was you know when we were shit. How old is he? He was fairly he was fairly young then. Like he was so like, like kid, early thirties then. Yeah, he'd be in his thirties now, you'd think. It's back in the days when like Aaron Cannings was playing with Manly. Oh god. Before he fucking took like two hundred and seventy grand a year to play for the Eels and barely fucking played. Then he went to the Titans and sunk. As, as you do. <laughs> yeah, just to be fair, you're not the only player to do that. <laughs> exactly. Grace Nixon, underscore. And also, I want to shout to our GJMCDONA. So it's like Greg McDonald, GJ McDonough. They both let us know. Grace worded us up. The footy show just dropped 1300 Teeth Stadium in a segment. 
And uh, Greg said, yeah, Broman's stealing your jokes not long before he starts reeling out Glenn's expletive-laden text messages. <laughs> so, uh, Hopefully not in the kids' segment. No. Look, I'm almost prepared to claim that one for the show, too, just quietly. Oh, well, I've never heard anyone else utter it. No. I mean, like, there are obviously ones, you know, like, you know, two dads and things. I mean, yeah, we didn't make that shit up. Mm. I'll gladly call it. You know, we don't make something up, I'll call it. But, I mean, that's... That two-dressing room thing, was, that, that was a bit... That was a bit sus. Yeah. Yeah, too. It was. Well, thanks for listening, big man. And uh, You're tell, welcome. Your, tell your friends. Drew underscore Nathan five. Just heard your Knights versus Mag Geigers. Mag, oh, he's got Mag Geigers. Well, I shouldn't Mag Pigers, which is, is excellent. Uh, just heard your Knights versus Mag Pigers review. I think you mean preview. In that light, I wish to cancel all jersey and membership orders. <laughs> Sincerely, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, already got your money. Yep, suck it. Uh, Solzy04, Will Zillman is the Jaden Smith of the NRL. <laughs> then you were aware of Jaden's tweets before he deleted his account, right? No. Jaden Smith being the son of Will Smith? Sure. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that much. He, um, yeah, he tweeted some stupid shit. Really? I should have pulled an Derogatory example. stuff? No, just dumb, like, pseudo deep, you know, just stupid shit. I wish I had... He deleted his accounts. So I couldn't grab any. But I wish I had have actually, like, you know, captured one for posterity for the purpose of this show because, yeah, he's... Yeah, some silly shit. It's like that whole strictures of nature. It's, it's like the same sort of... The same ballpark as Zillman. He probably plagiarised it all off Jane Smith. <laughs> it's very sad for William. The Biggest Tiger. You know someone's funny when they say something that offends you but you're still forced to laugh. It's a hash first six seconds of episode 188. <laughs> so it was the white flag thing. Too much white on the... Well, not enough white, too much white. Uh, Unky D, listening to This Week in League, driving up the M1, almost pulled over to tweet Nate for his anti-CC comments. I dislike you now. Listen, I didn't say anything negative about Central Coast. What I did say <coughs> was Central Coast had no business wanting a fucking expansion team ever again, and they should be back of the queue. And I stand by that, because they had their chance, and they blew it. And yes, I'm grateful they they blew they blew their chance. But the point still remains... They did blow their chance at having an NRL team at their doorstep. They don't deserve rugby league. Plenty of other places are screaming out for it. Let them have a crack first. Um, yes. Panthers AU. Just get the word out to everyone. Just get the word out and follow at Taz Rugby League. Highlight the appalling mismanagement by the NRL and NRL Victoria. So I'm not sure what the story behind all that is. However, get behind that account. And uh, throw them some support, and I guess we'll find out. And we'll highlight it on future episodes. Matty McP25. Fun fact about Jeff Hugel. You had your Jeff Hugel story last week. Yes. Fun fact about Jeff Hugel. His father-in-law is a doctor and an obesity expert, like top 10 in the world or something. Jesus Christ. What was yeah. he? Stunned. Or was he just sitting down having a chat with his old man over a couple of donuts? Well, the old out man, the you back think, of my sister's house at a personal trainer. Well, you would think that the old, do you think the old man would be like, Jeff? Look, I respect you. I don't know, you know, if I'm out of line, stop me. <laughs> but it appears to me that you're heading down a dangerous path. <laughs> Some would say you're already well, well along a very dangerous well, path. No, well, this is the thing. Like, yeah, you, know, you think he's an obesity expert. He'd mm. see that. You know, like he'd see the you know step one. He's like, well, he's probably carrying about five more than you know than he should be. 
And then, you know, you just have a 30 or whatever it takes to be. You know, I mean, this is a deep psychological issue. I wonder if it was right. part rebelling against his father's expertise, as well as, you know, just going, well, I'm not chasing a black line anymore. I'm going to shove some donuts into my face hmm. at a rapid rate of knots. Yeah, and I follow the Michael Phelps style. He, he, he won heaps of gold medals. Yeah, but <laughs> his metabolism's fucking skyrocketing <laughs> yeah. as a result of the amount of weed that he smokes. <laughs> Lukey Dukester. Unsoiled by anything. Except the blade that cut off his balls, right? Poor old timber. Gelding equals castrated. I can't believe we didn't fucking make that connection. Pick, I mean, I How knew what... Get, I know what gelding yeah, means, well, but I never same, put I never two even two thought, together about it. Yeah, when it comes to the whole the strictures of... It's unsullied. Yeah, the, the unsullied <laughs> by the strictures of nature or whatever. I mean, I, yeah. That seemed to be the line that really stuck with everyone too. Um, uh, because Lynn Shields tweeted and said, huh, looking at Zoom's website, go timber, go. Unsoiled by anything. Full only of the loose strictures of nature. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, JR underscore buff just letting you guys know you are in the featured section this week tremendous thank you very much we had no idea I, I had no idea I think it was in the mobile version I think so I had a look on iTunes and I couldn't see it but then I saw his screenshot and it was clearly like the mobile section but that's good I like it when we're featured um, the big feature is the best though when you get that mm. top of the page thing that that's bumped it. us right up back in the day and yeah. that, back in the day that probably took us from about I'm not sure but it's like something from like 400 to probably you know, two and a half thousand, like, mm. you know, like uh, overnight kind of thing. So it was, it was fucking ridiculous. Um, that'd be good if we got that again to like to take us up to, you know, six million. Well, to take us up and just to take us, you know, just to give us that little bump to get us over the hump into into five figures. Because, uh, yeah, let's say that two and a half thousand is a long time ago. Um, Dragon Punk 12, 35 minutes of riffing and shit talk before any NRL news. Number one reason I love this week in league. Thanks, mate. We did talk a little bit about rugby league earlier, but we're pushing 20-odd minutes here. Yeah. We started with rugby league this we week, talk though. some shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what we do best. Fans, that's, that's what the listeners listen People for. People need to understand right? that uh, we fucking cram a lot of shit professionally and... We also get on very well, despite fucking public Text pu- public opinion. <laughs> so Tuesday night is also a good opportunity for us to just fucking hang out and talk a bit of shit. Yeah. As much as we like to give you rugby league real talk. Yeah. It's actually a bit of a fucking defrag for me because yeah. I've had the biggest cunt of a day today. Yeah. And it's yeah. It, they seem to roll into one another at the moment, and I'm not whinging, but it's good to actually come up here and just do something that is wholly and solely yeah. for myself yeah. for a couple of hours. <laughs> and yes, I'll get fucking tired and all the rest of it tomorrow, but it's if I, if I didn't have this couple of hours, I reckon I would have fucking shot people in the face. <laughs> I don't have a gun, but I would have fucking find one, and then I'd shoot people in the face. I would have shot them like in the sense of like love gun by Kiss. I, I look. Are we going to get into songs I haven't heard as well as the movies I haven't seen? Fuck. You know Love Gun though, don't you? No, Nathan. Oh. And so you haven't seen... And, and I was going to go into a bit from a movie. Well, what I'm talking either. about, Nathan, is getting a gun... Like the gun is his it, dick. ...loading it with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> and pulling a trigger, thereby releasing a bullet into someone's face. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. And it's not a metaphor. Okay. 
because the song is and I mean like with Kiss there's only like one like fucking millimetre of layer over the top of the metaphor it's pretty fucking obvious what they're talking about at every given time um, that's funny though I mean it's, I, I really loved hearing, it, hearing how much you love doing the show considering you were threatened to walk out forever and I'll <laughs> like continue half an hour ago and I'll continue to do so oh look just, just inside baseball for you guys Glenn came up with it too. This is the thing. The the, the, the jokes we do at the top of the show. I'm not going to say it. I'm Remember, just, yeah, every yeah. action has a reaction, Nathan. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Glenn came up with it. He, he did I've got it. my keys in my fucking hand. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. I'm just saying. Glenn, Glenn came up with it and he emailed He said, imagine if we said this, blah. And then he's like, we're never, ever, ever saying it. And so I see you walk in the door tonight, and I'm like, please, please. My question was, what, are, what is the over-unders on death threats that we'd receive if we said this? Yeah, and, and I was like, please, please, I'll, I'll fucking say it. I will say it. Let, come on, we've got to. It's the funniest thing we've ever done. No, like, no, nah, it's not. I'll walk out. I'll never come back. And like, I don't believe that, but... <laughs> It would certainly sink I'll come this back episode. only for the Coke Zero and the chocolate. <laughs> the episode will not record this show. The episode this week would only be 24 minutes long if I said it right now, which is where we sit at the moment on the timestamp. <laughs> um, got. I've got. I, I kind of tried to cl- to categorise the the feedback this week, um, and this this section I'd like to call the Glenn section. Oh God, Wally Frogmore. Shout out to Frogmore, relatively new listener of the show. Yeah, jumped on a jersey immediately. Is lovely man as far as his support of the show but seems like a massive gronk I'm interested to see he's he's promising to cut loose over Origin oh. so uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that because wow. he's the Ben Z of 2015 because like because like myself and you know Drew underscore Nathan Five we can't fucking do it alone we need yeah he's just <laughs> trying too hard he's just trying to be like his brother I mean he looks the same he's even gone to all the trouble of having work done so he looks the same as him I mean exactly yeah he's really he really made up that, that, that yeah. two minutes difference in age <laughs> exactly anyway his brother's like yeah you might look like me but you're still my twin sister yeah so he's just this and obviously the, the topic with you last week was the, 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 the shocking the shocking revelation that you haven't seen Predator reason being <laughs> it's too scary I was a young child so Frogmore said uh has he seen Michael Jackson's Thriller video, or is that class as too scary as well? Oh, Answer? I have seen it. have seen it. Yep. Um, could probably bust out the moves if you really want me to. Would have shit your huggies around the time when that came out. Yeah, what was that, 1980? Something yeah, it was pretty fucking young. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably 83. Probably before 83, yeah. Yeah, I, I still don't... Even though it's, it's very... Uh, primitive makeup etc and all, all yeah. the rest of it I still, I'm still not a big fan of looking at the zombies and that yeah because uh, this is this is why this, this is why you, why you don't watch Walking Dead right yeah I fucking can't handle it it freaks me out and just another another inside baseball thing on the show I've got tons of those pop vinyls and like I've got a couple of them like half a dozen of them in front of I saw of, those fucking ones tonight I'm like I'm gonna turn those around I've got I've got about half a dozen of them in, in front of my second monitor but um I used to have about you know, 10, you know, about fifteen of them in front of the monitor, including like my Walking. That was where my Walking Dead ones went, and I had like Michonne and her two pet ones. And he used to pick them up and take them over to the table on the other side of my study and put them there because he didn't want to look at them while he's doing the show. So it's not even that; it's all t- cute, stylized toy zombies. Can't do it. Not a fan. Eddie NZ. Actually, Eddie NZ, send us an email to hello this week in league dot com and give us your address in New Zealand, mate, because you've moved from England and. Uh, you were the person that won the membership. So I need to send it to you, mate. Send us your address. I'll sort of put it on the show. Test you out. 
No membership. <laughs> no membership for you, Skipper Week. <laughs> He said, he said uh, I'd subscribe to a monthly podcast of me recommending classic movies to you and Glenn reviewing them. We've spoken about that, haven't we? Didn't you yeah. come up with an idea similar to that? Yeah. And I'm I th- like, fuck, can't I barely got time for this show. I reckon that we could fucking pull, pull it off. It was only like sort of 15, 20 minutes a month. I reckon we could pull it off. Even if we Skyped it or something. I reckon we could do it. There's, um, You'd have to find the, you know, the 90 minutes to two hours or whatever to watch correct. the movie. Nicklin has um, Suits and Kingdom and God knows what else backed up, yeah. recorded for me to watch. Yeah. Just struggling, struggling to find the time. And that's shit I want to watch. Yeah. Not shit that people are like, you have to watch this so we can laugh at you. <laughs> they don't really laugh they, they, they say they, they, they mock they're concerned. me Nathan. they mock no, me the people con- mock me and I come here and I do my best to give them a couple of hours every week to escape from their miserable lives and listen to my fucking comedy gold and rugby league ramblings <laughs> and they mock me these ungrateful bastards <laughs> and it is fucking savages a lot of them <laughs> Eddie and said said shit I laughed when he said those, those bodies were skinned alive like it was a documentary <laughs> <laughs> um but seriously, yeah. Just even in Game of Thrones, and I love that show. Yeah. But fucking Ramsey Snow, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah. Just flaying people. Yeah. Why? Why do you have to do that? You just axe them in the head and be done with it. No, you've got to skin these poor fuckers, and then the camera has to show me. So it's the thing about so skinning people's a thing too, it's is it? Any of that zombies stuff. and skinning people. It's it's any of that sort of stuff. What about clowns? How are you with clowns? Are you fucking serious? I've told you about clowns before. Did I show you that picture of that clown at American Horror Story? Oh, yes. <laughs> Fuck. I don't like clowns. I don't like masks. No. Stop, I'm not Nathan. Sure I'm not, stop. No, no, stop. no. no, no. I'm not, I was just... I was readjusting I'll my position. i walk out. I was readjusting my position. I wasn't doing anything. Now, Bernard JKD's... Uh, first, he's recommended you watch The Babadook, which that only just came out like last year, I think. Yeah. And, um, is that happening? I've, I've seen some people say it's it's uh, it's good, but yeah, I haven't watched it myself either. No time. And Bernard Jacob also said a vintage classic for the beardless wonder is the thing. The trailer is scary, and the film even more so. Hash Glengasm. Testing that theory right now. I've got the trailer queued up. Let's watch it, and we'll be back with your reaction. So, how was that? It was okay until about the last 10 seconds and there was all sorts of fucking weird shit going on. And then that whole thing about man is the warmest place to hide. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so this is the sort of shit I'm talking about. I can't do it. <laughs> Hopper was onto something. Um, <laughs> uh, Super Grover 4 said it's possibly the best text, me- text message ever written. Uh, you one from last week that, was, that I read out. It was heartfelt. It was up there. It was very much up there. Um Maddie McP25, he said, uh, been a while since we heard about the Springfield Panthers. How are they going? We've uh, had a tough loss. Uh, not that we keep score, but we had a tough loss against Brothers last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, came up against a man-child. Not a particularly huge, like, massive kid as far as, like, huge. Yeah. Um, weight-wise, he was just, he was a good foot taller and just... Really good on his feet, and we brought him down like a bunch of times. But as soon as he got on the outside, he's got really long, had really long arms. As soon as he got on the outside, or, or managed to beat the first 
tackle just it was shut the gate. Yeah, yeah. He um he was a difference in the end. Um, but <laughs> proud of the boys. We um having a pretty good season. We had to give up some players to make to go towards a fourth team, and um, so we've we've lost um, some really good kids and some really good families and. The other boys have had to step up, which they've done, and they're having a ball, training their guts out, <laughs> training their absolute guts out, and um, we're doing a lot of lots of running, yeah, and um, whipping them into shape. It's good times. All right, all right. Um, a couple more people were talking about the uh, the movies. Uh, Lucky Lamp said, uh, "Go get Glenn to watch VHS after a spliff." Look, I think there's two things in that tweet that aren't going to happen. Yeah, one, you take drugs and. To watch the scary movie, <laughs> run off, run off. Fuck me, Glenn. Go buy a VHS player, find Predator, and watch that fucker. Why? Why wouldn't I just get it on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever? The base chapo. When Glenn was being a pussy and having scary dreams, is he sure he wasn't dreaming about him being? Oh, sorry, about Justin Horro standing in the being Justin Horro standing in the corner. Isn't it amazing? You know, like there's people in this world that have so little so little to live for and so little going for them that, you know, they take a couple of minutes out of their day from the time, you know, you just had to say, just hang on a sec, mum and dad. I'm just going to have to get up off the couch here and uh, where I'm sitting here with you in my undies watching television um, because that's what I do all fucking day because I live an otherwise miserable existence. Um, It's got to take a couple of minutes to send a tweet to this week in league and, um, of course, I'm on a pussy. In summary, go fuck yourself. Andy underscore Seags. Can we just get a list of the eight to nine movies that Glenn has seen? It would make it easy for everyone. <laughs> I've seen was, more than eight or nine movies. Come on now. I've been absolutely fucking hammered with work lately, so I didn't have time to do it, but I was going to buy a domain like, you know, hasglennseen.com <laughs> and then do a thing where you put a search in. It's just like, no matter what you put the search in, like, hasglennseen slash predator. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just hard code it and make every every answer no. Dear Lord. Um, Paul Mack underscore 78. Re-horror movies as a child. I saw I Spit on Your Grave at age eight. Didn't take a bath for about 10 years after that. <laughs> That's worse than you. And uh, Drew underscore Nathan 5 said, uh, Fuck, I just heard that Glenn hasn't seen twins. Is he scared of seeing Kelly Preston semi-nude because of what it will do to his body? Oh, certainly. If I hadn't known that was in there, I would have watched it long ago. <laughs> and finally, this week in beards and hipster, hipster shit, um, Shanta86, it begins. My wife is starting to playfully, in quotes, complain about the beard. Mr. Underscore Wars. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, Shanta with facial hair? Yeah. Well, hey, you could... Uh, Where's we'll, it? Show me a photo. We'll see. I want to we'll, see how we'll that's going along. I would imagine it to be patchy. He's and- got until grand final day to get something, cobble something magnificent together, so... See how he goes. Did you see old mate that went on that Bucks day and, and glued all his mate's pubes to his face and he looked like the Wolfman? No. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> That's what Shunter might have to resort to a bit of that, actually. Hey. I'm sure Chapo would donate some pubes. When they grow. Well, be the most action that area of his body's ever seen. Mm. Mr. Underscore Wars, after two years, the top knot slash man bun is gone. Is it? Instead, I'm bringing out my inner Glen and I've shaved my head... And I'm rocking a beard. Oh, I did. Sorry, I did see the photo. Yeah, and he sent a photo looking, through the beard. Like he you know, is looking fucking magnificent. Very, he is a very handsome motherfucker for someone that is possibly the seediest, sex pestiest, and um, you know, emaciated. Yeah, and skinny, carrot eating. Got a bit of Christian Bale in the machinist going on. Diarrhea riddled, marathon running, 
inappropriate person that I've ever met in my life. He's very handsome. (laughs) But RJKD again said, I had to miss a day's work once after I had that concentrated alien acid coffee from Macca's. Ripped my intestines out. Come on now. Did you have some of the way over? Yep. Fuck me. I should make you... Double shot. Make your coffee. Make your coffee. Double shot cappuccino. Two sugars. Make it snappy because I'm running late. DMC Briz. Nate's pre-origin camp. Bikram yoga, coffee enemas, fair trade teas, and a whole lot of pillow biting. Hash manly hipster. Hash lesboid crying. (laughs) I'm not sure how that's relevant, but... People don't understand that sometimes I'm just trying to think of every hipster thing I can and just list it off. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that you haven't um, gone the, the coif. On the top. Come to the barber tomorrow, you never know what'll happen. Might get a skin fade from get the fucking... The, get the line up there yeah. and coif it over. That's yeah. the next step. Yeah. Take this shit next, next level. Step. Yeah. Skin fade too, though. you got to go from like, you know... From yeah, really, of course. Really short yeah, up, yeah. Yeah. Do something with those fucking eyebrows. Yeah. Get them... Well, live it, Nathan. If you're going to be a hipster, fucking do it properly. <laughs> um, where were we? Char TV. I just Facebooked you, the owners of the iced tea place at the markets. I want ten percent of sponsorship royalties. He did. He did do that too. And I was like, "What do I do with that information?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking like three dollar iced teas. <laughs> it's did marketing. I about, did I tell you when I was in Singapore? I don't know if you ever heard of this, but um, they drink bourbon or scotch with iced tea. Yeah. Have did you, you had yeah, it before? No, I've never had it though. No. Do you? Do you have it? Yeah. And. It was surprisingly good. It was like sweet. Or I've they, or often just... said, yeah, yeah. I've often said that um, I'd replicate it when I got home, and I never got around to it. <laughs> Even bought mason jars and everything to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's more for my ciders. <laughs> I can still be a hipster. I'm just bald with no beard. Final word on that goes uh, J Loco seventy six. What happened to the beard, soft cock? <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Lakeo's just gotten aggressive since he's been cut from the footy team, hasn't he? <laughs> uh, Facebook, I didn't bring any Facebook stuff this week because we had quite a lot of Twitter going through. DJ X-Plane sent through the updated um, competition standings for our um, tip-to-table competition. We'll reveal that at the end of the show. However, he's got this ongoing Gronk Watch thing, and I don't bring it up every time he sends me something through, but this week I decided to do a bit of an update because he's got, once again, you know, dare we, you know, at the risk of repeating myself... The fucking stats man this guy is. He's he's like David Middleton except fucking better and, and more, more handsome. handsome. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> now he's a handsome motherfucker. He's keeping he's he's keeping up the top ten for errors and Can shit. I, sorry, yeah. Do you know what makes him more handsome? What? He's, he hangs out with some ugly cunts. <laughs> so so he's gone. Uh, we've got our, our top ten for errors sorted by. Uh, it's basically like errors. On the the time that you've you know, the minutes you've played and you know the number of errors you've made and how you know how it all works out and um, yeah Manu Vatavai number one followed by Michael Jennings Jared Croker Matt Moylan uh, Joey Leilua Dane Gagai Sean Johnson Tyrone Roberts Anthony Milford James Roberts a lot of names I didn't really expect yeah, to see that interesting list yep yep can't argue with the stats yeah, and Manu um, he's uh, he's played less minutes than everyone else he's played 9 games versus 10 for the other guys in the top 10 as well so he's, he's managed to get his errors over less time so uh, head, head and shoulders ahead um, then you've got the errors sorted per game rate Blake Ferguson obviously he's been out for a while so he's still maintaining that uh, that high rate and Manu comes in second there uh, Connie Harrell Jennings up there Semi Radradra uh and more, I mean, 
some of these are like one game guys like Robert Jennings and uh, James Gavay. Penalties sorted by the by the total. Ryan James number one. Simon Mannering number two. <clears throat> wow. Surprisingly, Matt Ballin number three. Very surprising for me. Andrew Fafita not so much. Joel Thompson, James Maloney, Dylan Farrell, Corey Norman, Jared Rhea Hargraves. Well down the list. <laughs> and uh, Sean Fenson last. Some of those guys are like fucking like, Mannering and Ballin. Yeah. I'm like, really? What? I think Ballin just gets caught in bad situations where he's two-man tackle with someone who is a penalty machine. That's it. Um, then we've got uh, per game per game rate. Nofaluma, number one. And then Ryan James in second. So you've got like Marty Vatavai and Ryan James are just the fucking kings. Yeah. Like Noff has, Noff has got his on the count of the fact he's only played 80 minutes, so he's played one game mm. and, two, and two penalties, so he's just giving him a massive you know, amount. Um, missed tackles, sorted by total. No surprises here. Who's number one? Been pretty well documented this year. James Maloney. Yeah. Second. Ooh. Who else likes to miss a tackle? Oh, is it someone from the Tigers? No. No. It's definitely Jared not. Kroger. Sandow. Oh, of course. Then we go Dane Gagai, Ben Hunt, Sean Johnson, Jonathan Thurston, and then a double punch, Mitch Moses, then Luke Brooks, <laughs> Jeff Robson, and uh, Coruscant. Last. After the fewest games, seven games. There you go. And then we got the the per game thing. Poor old Noffa tops the target again. One game, and he's missed six tackles. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Maloney, though, it's, it's funny. You get the you get the person who's on top of the normal table, and then you get the person who's the poor bastard who's just had a bad game. And they're yeah. one or two games they've played, and uh, then this, the other guy comes up second though as well. Uh, Coruscant, he's not great though. He's third on the per game rate because he's only played the seven games. Okay, uh, just some more general stuff. Uh, memberships, about half of them have been shipped. Um, you guys will have them. I mean, the rest of them, hopefully you're going to ship them tomorrow. So, you know, it could be by the weekend, latest Monday, I think. We had a uh, had a slight issue with the uh, sticker printer um, in the fact that there was some technical difficulties and then we overcame those and then there was a material difficulty in that we ran out and then we had some more technical difficulties after we got the material. So uh, it's been a little bit painful, but it seems to have been rectified now. Let me tell you, it's very fucking time-consuming writing out addresses on there for life. I've put some... Uh, no, because remember what happened last year with the labels and we had to stick them down and everything? Yeah. Same amount of time, I reckon, if you thought, you know, if you did it that way. So uh, you've got lovely handwritten handwritten envelopes this year guys and occasionally I put some uh, personalisation on those when the mood took me schlips schlips that's beautiful <laughs> run TMBs I think I've got down on here that there's four more to be sold but one came through today was it really I think well that might have been one in a row actually <laughs> not many still we're looking at you know a couple and I mean the Tigers didn't do themselves any favours the last couple of weeks with, oh, um, with performance to make people buy them but you know Fingers out. Jerseys all sorted in production. It was fantastic. We, it was like we were going to crawl over the line of the ones that we needed to sell to get them on the go. And then there was massive late rush and everything, and we more than doubled it. So excellent work, guys. Thank you very much for supporting. And just finally on um, merch and stuff, our, uh, I guess our, our, our show Twitter grandmother, Jennifer, Jack Dorigo, 1917 on the Twitter, did a tweet and said, uh, would it be possible for Jay, as in Hilgenfeld, to do a book of his etchings? Surely that would be a good seller for this week in league. And to that, I say, take the covers off, Glenn. 
take the covers off at 200. There's a, uh, there are plans afoot for our 200th episode, a little collaboration. And I say collaboration in the fact that we're providing, we say we're providing the material and he's providing the genius yeah. and the ability and the talent. Um, which, you know, Jay, I'd love to say he's a lovely bloke, but he's a bit of a cock, quite frankly, but he's a very talented, <laughs> talented cock. Um, so I tolerate him due to his talents. Uh, he does enjoy mocking me also. He's another one of these fucking people <laughs> that enjoys mocking me. It's a growing list all yeah, the time. Yeah. Um, we're going to be looking at a uh, limited edition print um, of all the all the characters from the show, all the people, the players we've given nicknames, all the funny anecdotes and, and one-liners and different things. Well, at least the ones we could think of when we made a list. Yep. Um, you know, uh, listeners of the show that have become, you know, part and parcel of what we do and, and have had the piss taken out of them. Not everyone that's had the piss taken out of them. We can't. The, the print's not going to be that big. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's regular a- regular contributors. Uh, I believe there's going to be... Uh, I don't even know if you know this, but the, the members need to get rec- recognition. Absolutely. So there'll be um, like a wall of fame sort of thing incorporated into into the design somewhere yeah. so, so that members get their, their recognition. Obviously, people who are more interactive will, you know, become almost characters on the show, you know, over the, over the you know, six years. We'll get something, and then obviously, yeah, yeah, like you said, like players, nicknames, weird shit we've come Fairy up with. Cobra, Fairy Cobra, yeah, yeah exactly. Sort of shit. Exactly. So I have no idea where it's at at the moment. I mean, uh, basically, just. I mean, if you if you've loose. had anything to do with uh, with Jay Hilgenfeld's work, you'll know that it's going to be epic, and it's going to be fucking something to to get your hands on. Um, something to really nicely commemorate our 200th show and, and people that want to be involved in it and um, and have a piece of that history themselves will we'll be able to. News. Okay, first story, and this one, I had to mention it. I mean, it was a little bit late last. I mean, it was it was late last week, so the show had already gone to air and everything. And I was just like, "Fucking why, why?" But um, Parramatta became embroiled in a drugs drama after Kenny Edwards took a drugs test on behalf of fellow forward case of Pritchard. Just days after the club created adverse headlines relating to the Parramatta League's club elections, which has died down pretty quickly, actually. The, the pair of them were, were stood down over the incident which took place on February the 24th. The test was conducted in-house and the club notified the integrity unit as soon as it learned Edward stood in for Pritchard. Both players already sidelined. I think they're both actually out for the year. Uh, were immediately stood down. It's understood that Pritchard was concerned he would get in trouble for taking a sleeping tablet that was not issued by the club doctor. He was later made to take the test and although there were no abnormalities, it was considered a fail due to the attempted switch. For Pritchard, it's a first offence. While, while a first offence, while Edwards has form when it comes to off-field incidents, he has previously stood down for two games and fined five grand after being charged with public nuisance in an incident with an acquaintance on the Gold Coast. The former junior Kiwis and Australian schoolboys representative had already been punted by two NRL clubs for disciplinary reasons, but appeared to have made a home for himself after some impressive performances for Blue and Golds. He's been suspended for nine months from the time of the incident. means he won't be eligible for a return until November 24. He has until Friday to provide a submission to the NRL should he wish to challenge the severity of the sanction. 
Kenny Edwards, cousin of James Tamau, says it all, really. Is he really? He is. Well, there you go. Oh, but then what the, what the fuck were they thinking? Why couldn't he go to the club and say, look, I've taken this sleeping tablet, probably not the smartest thing I've done. What can we do about it? Can we can we maybe do a test and that might explain it? Here's the fucking tablet I took. Be honest and upfront. Yep. You're not smart enough to be able, clearly, not smart enough to Lance Armstrong it. Yep. It's someone else to piss in a cup from across the room or over the top of the cubicle and land it in the cup. Yep. Yep. Apparently takes, the, that shit takes skill and coordination. Apparently the testers were just at the training and they were kind of like, and the club was like, you know, okay, Pritchard needs to have a, he needs to have a test and, and they're like, they point at Kenny Evans and they're going, oh no, we already tested him. <laughs> That's literally how it went down. Wow. Could have been out of, he could have been out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And they wouldn't have known any better. But, um. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, there you go. Crazy shit, and uh, we move along to the next one. Alex McKinnon is weighing up legal advice to sue the Melbourne Storm and the NRL following the tackle which left him in a wheelchair. He's engaged a Sydney-based law firm to explore his rights after the tackle by Jordan McLean ended his NRL career prematurely. It's understood the legal advice indicates that McKinnon has a strong potential case for taking action against the Storm and the NRL. Despite the recommendation, McKinnon is reportedly hesitant to start action as he's mindful of the support he's received from the NRL and wider rugby league community since the injury. He did not wish to comment when contacted by the media on Wednesday night and has thought McLean would not be personally liable for the tackle, but his club could come under the microscope. He was suspended for seven games for a dangerous throwback when it happened. McKinnon's legal team will point to a case involving former West Tigers forward Jared McCracken, who was awarded $97,000 in 2006 after suing the Melbourne Storm and two players he claimed cut short his career with a spear tackle. In this case, McCracken's career was ended after he injured his neck and spine after a tackle by Stephen Carney and Marcus Bai. The Supreme Court Justice Robert Hume said in his judgment... The injuries also prevented him from continuing a career for which he had a passion and which must have involved substantial satisfaction and reward in addition to that of a monetary nature. So, um, Jared McCracken has uh, gone on to uh, become a multi-millionaire property developer. Um, not that that should have come into the... And then he was involved in something like, was it like North Queensland or was it down the Gold Coast? I can't remember where he had like property and it had like protected nature or something on it. He tried to sue someone. And he's cleared it out. He's cleared it out and took the fucking, (laughs) took the punishment. Um, Look, I'm going to reserve, reserve any sort of judgment or, or any sort of comment until this plays out a little bit further. It's, I know it's, it's not uh, commonplace for for us, but it is a bit of a touchy subject and I've certainly gone on the record um, many times around that time last year. Uh, and across the course of last season, um, in regards to Alex McKinnon, and, and you know, voiced my support, and we've we've supported him um, with donations and, and things like that. As, you know, as and part of the show. Like, and what five was it? Was it five percent of our membership money last year? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, so without understanding, you know, it's easy for the for the media to beat it up and and play, you know, you know, or insinuate that he's being ungrateful, but no one really knows exactly what the context of the of the proceedings would be and, and also where, where Alex is at and what his thought process is. Um, and, you know, we need to be mindful of the fact of, of what the guy's dealing with and, and you know, if if it plays out in the legal arena and, he, and you know, a judge determines that the, the NRL or the Storm have a case to answer, then then so be it. I just... Um, or, or it doesn't sit well with me... Um, making any sort of harsh comment or, or, or towing that 
line which might insinuate that he's ungrateful until I know all the details, to be honest. And I know that's treading, tiptoeing around a little bit, but, um, yeah, it'd be easy to say fucking wow, or how ungrateful, but... How dare he? How dare he, but, you know, for all that, you know, this is going to sound harsh, but for all the fucking good that everyone did last year and all the donations, all the money that was raised, Mm. how much of his legal bill, uh, his um, medical medical bills, bills, is that going to cover? He doesn't have an income anymore. Yeah, he does. He's got a job for life in the NRL. Okay. I'd like to see what that's paying. So he's got a role for the Knights. Right, eh? Let's just assume that's probably not in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um, He's got a lifetime of medical bills ahead of him. um, And that would put someone under a certain amount of stress and pressure. Uh, And we're probably not going to have a rise for Alex round every year (laughs) to to keep it afloat. So um, maybe it is, uh, you know, the pressure of those uh, medical bills... Um, to continue his treatment and hopefully, you know, further that that progress that he's made already. So, um, again, I don't, I, I don't feel right commenting um, or saying, you know, that I, I think he's ungrateful because I, I certainly haven't made that um, made that assumption yet. What are your thoughts, Nathan? Well, I'm kind of as reluctant <laughs> to, to go too much into it but I mean honestly I don't really have any bad thoughts towards the guy but I'd much rather see something you know who understands you know somewhere along the lines of where Alex McKinnon is 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 Kurt Fernley and I probably defer he cut sick didn't he to his tweet saying anyone that's fucking harshly judging Alex McKinnon um can go fuck themselves can go basically go fuck themselves and um Kurt is, is someone that I have a, a huge amount of respect for and, you know, um, in the lead-up to Kokoda, he, you know, took time out to, to tweet me and, and you know, give me a bit of a pep talk and, and show his support for, you know, and what I was undertaking compared to what he went through was, was fucking fairly minuscule. Um, my fuck walked it on his hands. Yeah. Let's be, let's be real. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to defer to Kurt Fernley at the moment and, and say... You know. Go fuck yourselves if you <laughs> <laughs> not not essentially. He he can certainly say that, but um, I just I just don't know all the details. And and it, at the moment, it's could quite possibly be part media beat up and part law firm trying to yeah. you know drum up interest in yeah. order to yeah. uh, to maximise their return as well. So. Um, you know, if that's the case, and Alex is caught in the middle of that, and and I'm not going to make it. Um, you know, not that my opinion counts for fuck all, as far as Alex McKinnon is probably concerned, but um, I'm not going to weigh in on on that side of things in a negative sense. I'd much rather see the NRL with their war chest of money that they've got from the the rights and everything, and the profits they've made off. You know, obviously massively increased prices in ticket sales for the marquee events like Origin, Grand Final, and so on. Maybe set like a a fund up. For players and like, cause you got your McKinnon, then you got like uh, old mate like Simon Dwyer. Mm. He wasn't hit by anything illegal or anything like that. He was just fucking unlucky. Yeah. And you know that dude, he's per- yeah, you know, it, it seems to be permanently injured too. Oh, his arm's still in a fucking. He's sling. in a he's in a sling forever. I mean, it's just that arm's just fucking useless. Mm. So, you know, it could help out someone like him. And Absolutely. I mean, the, and the job for life thing. I mean, he doesn't have the job for life. I think he's uh. 
his job is provided not backed by the NRL. It's you know it's the Tigers, mm. and it was like three years, and you know that's sort of coming to an end. So what happens next, kind of thing. So, uh, and that's the harsh reality. Yeah, you know when the when the dust settles and and the lights are turned off and and people start to walk away, there's a guy that's still in a fucking wheelchair. There's yep. a guy that's still got his arm in a sling. Yeah, and <laughs> put yourself in that position. You were you're an athlete. You were going to be earning you know. Couple of hundred grand, grand, a grand a year, something yeah, like that. Yeah. between two and three hundred grand a year for these guys, and and you know for a, you know better part of a decade probably. Mm-hmm. They're both talent, very very talented players, and would have yep. been part of an NRL roster for you know as far as you know like Dwyer was touted as a as a future rep player and yep. and all the rest of it. Um, that's fairly confronting financially when you when you're twenty something. Yep, definitely. And, and you're faced with the fact that a I've got you know, I'm disabled. B, how's my income going to look compared to what I'd sort of planned for? Yep. I can't. Um, I can't be too judgmental of that. Yep. Uh, we got we got a tweet on it from uh, it's Matthew, Matthew McCarthy. If Carney can sue for pissing into his own mouth, Alex can sue. Did Carney sue for pissing in his own mouth? Well, he sued in the sense that he took legal action for unfair dismissal. Which, right. which he won, which I believe has paved the way for him to, to return should the NRL condone it. But, um, yeah. So, no, not really. Um, had a bit of kerfuffle yesterday on the Twitter machine with reports coming out that Michael Gordon had walked out of the Cronulla Club after they refused to release him to join Parramatta. Um, according to those reports, he failed to show up training after taking advice from the Rugby League Players Association. He was set to switch camps last week on a long-term deal. However, the Sharps sunk the move at the 11th hour as they intend to keep Gordon until his contract finishes at the end of the season. The Sharks said in a statement that Gordon was given leave from training in order to address some personal matters. His non-attendance at training, which was an informal team activity at a nearby indoor sports centre, was not unexpected by the Cronulla Club and coaching staff. Discussions with Michael this afternoon have confirmed that he's embarrassed by reports currently circulating that he's walked out on his contract at our club, said the Chief Executive, Chief Executive Log Gorman. The Sharks said they were committed to giving Gordon every possible support to work through these personal matters and it's expected he'll be back in full training with the club early next week. So, um... <laughs> Excuse me. Strange, um... Strange situation. It... I must admit, Sharks PR... Is poor. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharks coach. Their man, man management is just yeah. fucking shit house at the moment. Um, Shane Flanagan. He's a bit like the Teflon Don. Mm-hmm. He seems to be in and around. Unless you see, unless you look on Twitter. Sorry. It's all about fucking Sack Flano on Twitter. It was all Sack Flano because he put Ashford inside last week. <laughs> well, I mean, his team selections are one thing, but. Um, the peptides thing, you know, he became this fucking martyr, and and he's now coaching again in the NRL quite poorly. Um, I might add, but you know, there's players, uh, coaches that have, have toiled away and 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 never been embroiled in any of that, and have been arsehole out of coaching positions, never to be fucking seen from again or heard of again. And here's this bloke. Mm-hmm. Whether they want to admit it or not, oversaw, you know, a, a systematic administration of of performance-enhancing supplements and, and um, across the playing group. Yep. And, you know, did a year off, back into it. Everyone was like, oh, can't wait for Flano to come back. 
What a great bloke. Yep. One of the greatest, great men and, you know, one of the nice guys of rugby league. Two months later. Sack flatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... The problem is that they're fucking shithouse in terms of the managing people because they had the... I believe it was... Was it Flano that, that, that rubber-stamped his transfer to Parramatta? And um, the, the idea is that he's only contracted to the Sharks till the end of the year. So he wanted to sort his future out because Parramatta were going to give him the rest of this year plus another two or three years on top of that. Another two mm. years, I think. So I think Flano said, yeah, okay, cool. Gorman at the top hasn't signed off on it. And so that's basically killed the move. And... Um, that's why Gordon would be entitled to feel, you know, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, yeah, fuck Michael Gordon, he's got a contract served out. Yeah, okay. But you've been told by the, the superior who you contacted about this situation and they've given you the green light mm. only to come back and go, oh, yeah, we didn't, I didn't check with my boss. So, sorry, mate, that's off. He's entitled poor, to feel, he's entitled to have the shits a little Yeah, he's entitled to have the shits a little bit. I, I don't know about walking out on the club. If well, that no, but, is indeed yeah. what's happened, it's certainly they're trying to pour water on that. Yeah. Um, insinuation, but um, I don't know. It's just sharks from top to bottom. Yep. It, it, some of the sh- some of the shit that goes on there at the sharkies is um, is fairly deplorable, and, and you know, there's the whole development thing. There's you know the recruitment. You know this sort of bullshit. The peptides. Fucking the fact that you know, their captain is a professional Origin player. Yep. Yep. So there's a lot not to like about Cronulla. Yep. Including that fucking song. Fan base. <laughs> Fans. <laughs> the way they yeah. play football, poorly. Yeah. And finally, Origin Time. Both sides have been named, and uh, these ones were leaky, especially the New South Wales one. I mean, start coming out. It was Sunday afternoon, yeah. Sunday night when they started releasing. And it wasn't, well, I don't think it was too dissimilar from what actually came out at the end of the day. So it was a fairly so, accurate leak. Yeah, yeah, very accurately. Like I say, it was basically uh, Bozo just telling his mates. And they're just like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Tell the media. So, the sides. First, Queensland. Let's face it, it's a pretty settled lineup. I mean, some of the guys are getting a bit long in the tooth, but let's, yeah, they've done the job before many, many times. Billy Slater, Will Chambers, Greg Inglis, Justin Hodges, Darius Boyd, Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk, Max Scott, Cameron Smith, Captain, Nate Miles, Sam Thiday, Aiden Guerra, Corey Parker, Interchange. Named was DCE. Ruled out, or he's going to get a couple more days, I think. I'm not sure what the, what the deal is there. No, but, Michael, but Michael Morgan's going to be the one there. Josh Maguire, Matt Gillett, and Jacob Lilliman. New South Wales, Josh Dugan, Daniel Tupo, Michael Jennings, Josh Morris, Will Hopawate, Mitchell Pierce, Trent Hodkinson, Aaron Woods, Robbie Farrer, Captain. <sighs> James Tamau, Ryan great Hoffman, selection, Bo Scott, Farris, Josh Jackson, and the interchange, Trent Merrin, Boyd Cordner, David Clemmer, Andrew Fifita. Now... Thoughts on the Queensland side? I don't, I don't think they could have um, done much more. Um, I'm just... Uh, I, I think they've actually... All due respect to DCE, um, I think Morgan is... Uh, I'd like to see how he goes at, at Origin. He seemed to... Uh, you know, grow an extra leg this year. had a had a good season last year, um, but in the in his more natural five eighth role um, at the Cowboys, he's he's taken things to another level, and hence he's been given a call up for Origin. Um, hope the, hope he makes the most of it. I think I don't know that DCE was 
was well utilised. I think they played him, you know, wanted to play him at hooker and stuff like that. Last this. year they wanted to play him in like it was as a forward, but he was thrown into the halfback position when Cronk was injured very early mm. on the piece too. So, you know, he didn't get a real chance, but injury, you know, let's face it, injury's injury and it's going to rule him out. So, you know, it's not a selection thing there. It's just a, a matter of... Jacob uh, Lilliman. Oh, Lilliman's going to Lilliman. And, um, and, you know... I must admit I haven't paid as close attention to Warriors games as what I uh, as what I probably should to get a real gauge on on Lilliman's form. But he's one guy that you know they, they do pick and stick, and he, he seems does to job. Conti- continually get a call up for Queensland. Yeah. And then he gets out on that field in that maroon jersey, and he's yeah. you know it, it's not like he's making looking like he's out of place or he's no, making no, errors no. or he's he's um. He's one of those guys that is in the true origin sense, you know, puts that jersey on it and, you know, becomes, a, uh, it takes it to another, another level. Yep. Um, good to see Dylan Napper um, as 18th, um, named as 18th man in the original squad as well. He's, um, you know, there is an element there that they are trying to think with, you know, Guerra, um, Napper, obviously Morgan in there. They are trying to look um, for the future, but it's only going to be, you know, how, how quick is the slide for for those big names in that Queensland side? Yeah. And that's well, they seem to be going okay at club level this year. So. Oh, absolutely, and I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. Um, you know, Slater, fair enough. English will slip in there, but you know, Thurston, Cronk, this. They're, they're the guys that are going to hold down those spots and then all of a sudden, you know, do they get dropped? Do they retire well, from rep footy? Yeah. Um, and then you, then you're going to have... Who's going to play 5-8 if, if DCE's going to play 7? Cronk will move. He's still, got, he's still got time. Yeah. So you reckon Thurston will be the first to go out of there? It's probably probably it's makes hard, sense. It's hard to say. Mm. And what are your thoughts on New South Wales? Well, I was going to say Queensland. I was going to say... The the back line is better than the Australian back line. Or what was offered up as the Australian back line the other week in the game in New Zealand. But Matt Gillett. He's a he's an oxygen thief this year. <laughs> that said. That's very harsh. He's Jackson's favourite player, but well, he's, he has well, is had, he? Huh? Is he? He's yeah. been thieving a living this year for the Broncos. <laughs> Absolutely thieving it. He um very, can, very lucky to get picked in the origin. He, wanna... he has moments, but it's been a little while since I've since Matt Gillette has had a game. That, and his defence is pretty shithouse too, I think, generally speaking. He, he can have some lapses. Um, I think it was getting towards the end of last season. He might have been coming back from an injury. And um, was it Justin Hodges? I think it was Justin Hodges giving him an absolute fucking spray. Yeah. Because he was blowing and missed a couple of tackles. Um, in quick succession, then dropped the ball. Yeah. And on the field, Hodges gave him fucking a real spray. Yeah. Um, so he, That'll get him confident. But pick, <laughs> <laughs> pick and stick. And, well, and people want to talk about Lilliman as like, oh, fucking Jake, you know, who's he? He's not even, you know, like, Lilliman doesn't let anyone down. No, definitely, and never has. Yeah. I, I don't question his selection, but um, I guess it's up to Gillett to go, um, to go out there and, and show that he was he's worthy of the selection, even if his form probably didn't warrant it. Um, Josh Maguire, um, he can't do much more than what he's doing. Yeah. Um, he's no problem with him there. 
a guy that gives certainly gives a hundred hundred percent. He's probably an undersized prop, um, but plays with a lot of energy. Um, and yeah, ironically played for um, Samoa. Yeah, well, it's not ironically. I mean, he was born in Samoa, and he's and he's. I mean, he's white Samoan. Oh no, I'm, so, I'm just saying. But, you know, yeah. like it's, he's only less than a month removed from playing for Samoa, yeah. and he's yep. um, playing for Queensland. And and good luck to him. He, he, again, you know, he played in that representative game, really stood out in at hooker of all positions. Yep. Yep. Um, so certainly deserves a, a shot. Yep. Now uh, New South Wales. Look, as far as their forward pack's concerned, I've got some questions in there, but. Generally speaking, I think it's uh it's it's quite good actually. I think it's uh it's very good. I mean, it can probably match the Queensland side. I think Aaron Woods, he's getting better at Origin level. I mean, he started off fairly slowly. I mean, as 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 I you know, no he's doubt still young for a prop too. People need to remember. Yeah, Tamau. I'm not a massive fan of Tamau. Woodsy's got some haters too. Yeah, he does. What have in, a the, in the Tigers? Sorry, what in the Tigers? Like oh, just, fan just base general, generally fans. And is, this cause he's got, fans. Is, this, is this because he's stupid out of control hair? And um, I just think there's a general there's a general feeling that um, his reputation is based on stats alone. And as far as a prop goes, what's wrong with fucking stats? If you're running for 150 meters every game, well, it's, good. it's closer you're to 200 your, every you're game. You're doing That's your fucking thing. you're doing your job magnificently. Um, maybe just doesn't quite have that enforcer tag, but really, J- James Tamau, isn't what's he enforcing? Yeah, and I mean James Tamau, I haven't rated him for well ever, but he was fucking solid against the Broncos the other night, no doubt about it. He was one of the key contributors to that win for the Cowboys. So, you know, if he carries that in, you know, fair enough, more power to him. Robbie Farris, captain, fucking terrible. Just I, I, I can't spake that bottleless git as the captain. Of a side, you're just doing it's, that to troll me. And, I'm not. And look, I'm just, I appreciate what you're trying to do, and he's never I done anything. He's never done anything at Origin level, attempt. ever. He's lost two series for us. I mean, he got out of the way so we could win last year. Thank fuck. And now they give him the captaincy. Is this because he's the fucking oldest guy in the team? I don't know. I just don't understand. I can't speak about this whole fucking Robbie Farris situation. I mean, look at him on the weekend. We'll get to the the match report for your game. Motherfucker did nothing. He busted out a 40-20 late in the game and could have changed the momentum of the whole game, but then he went back and did fucking nothing again. He's fucking... He's lost it. And I just fear... He hasn't fucking lost anything. He's he's better than Kirk Gidley, (laughs) but I mean... You know, where, where is this coming from, Nathan? Oh, I don't think like you've spoken some shit on this show <laughs> in the five and a bit years that we've been doing it. Some absolute fucking tripe, <laughs> and that would be top three of all time. People will tweet me all, and go, all fucking people, time. people will tweet me and go, "Fuck, you're right about Robbie Farrell." I will really tweet you and say, "Nathan, you are yourself a bottle of skit." And you don't my, know my group, my group to tweet in, in support of me. We rugby league fans. The group that support that speak against me, West Tigers fans. That's it. Guaranteed. One-to-one oh, correlation between those guys. Um, Hoffman, motherfucker, won the series from last year pretty much. I mean, his D's in game two. He's a head was. knock away from never playing the game again, so good luck oh, with no, him. He's no Liam Fulton, though. Let's be, let's be real. But he's Liam, a head knock away from being Liam Fulton. He's a, Yeah, but I mean, Liam Fulton then went on for another 10 head knocks. After yeah. that fact. I, I suspect the NRL might have learned a thing or two from that. <laughs> Both Scott, you know, in the forwards, I don't, I've, got, I've got no problem with him in the forwards for origins. When they stick him out in the centres, you know, that's some bullshit. Josh Jackson, interesting they start with him. But the interchange, 
I think New South Wales have a fucking... I think they have an advantage, to be honest. I like their interchange. They've obviously gone for a bit of size. You know, Corden's got skills. Mirren's got skills as well. Clemens, and then two, two massive bodies. Massive, and Clemens, like, you know, he's, he's a bit crazy too. You know, and that sort of thing can go well in origin if they can, mm. if they can rein that in. Um, and Fafita, you know, at his best, he's very good. I mean, we, I don't think we've seen that, that best at the time when he was going to command that massive contract from the dogs and, and all that kind of thing. But uh, still, you know, hopefully he can lift. The problem in the New South Wales team is obviously the back line. Um, injuries and form issues have, have their part to play, obviously. Um, Josh Dugan, he's been in fantastic form. So, you know, good on him getting the one. Um, Tupo, I presume they want him to in there as like a, as an aerial threat. Um, Michael Jennings and Josh Morris did the job, you know. I mean, and in the absence of Brent Morris being there, you know, I'm happy happy for Dugan. Um, Will Hopawate though. Now we get into the shitty ones. Will Hopawate, since he came back from spreading the Lord's good word of Joseph Smith and magical undies and multiple polygamy situations in Brisbane. And Logan areas been terrible. I don't played think really he's been terrible. I don't he's, think he's, he's been origin quality. I, I dare say he's barely barely played a good game that really stands out since he came back from his uh, his mission. Think about what he did in two thousand eleven. Played origin then. He's fucking playing, killed it. Yeah, but he's playing killed it with a, manly. In a very different. Won a side, grand final. Playing in a very different side. On he the should, end of hey, the cream rises. He should be fucking looking even better in that side. I mean, it's easy to get overshadowed by your Jamie Lyons and so on. Brett Stewart's. <laughs> <laughs> but jeez, you are fucking talking some rubbish tonight. But when you're playing with you know Parramatta Eels, you're probably the most current, the, the currently the most expensive player on their books. Now Jared's gone and Foran's not arrived yet. Fucking act, you know, act like it. I mean, he could he could step up. I mean, he's done it. He's been there before. He can step up to the highest level. Maybe he's just going to show us something that we haven't seen in Parramatta because he's, at this time he's going to be, you know, surrounded by quality teammates for the most part. I don't know. But then we go to the halves. Trent Hodkinson. He's an incumbent, and I believe the incumbent should, you know, have the opportunity to redeem themselves you know, external to club form and so on. And Hawkers hasn't really been the problem at the dogs either. But is he is he really is he the best seven that qualifies for New South Wales? I don't know. Who would you pick at seven? This is what I'm saying. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I think New South Wales have got themselves into a situation if with you, injury. If you haven't got an answer, then, injury. then you have to go with the incumbent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's no that's clear right. standard. And that's why I'm not hating on Mitchell Pierce. Well I don't think he's the best seven. And so they put him in the six. <laughs> and that YouTube but, video going around of his mistake he's an absolute fucking peanut at origin level oh. he's not a bottleless git I'm sure he tries he's a talentless one though at origin level dude can fucking kill it in club he's one of those dudes you get those people kill it at club Nathan Merritt they persisted and they persisted and they persisted with the black and and he did nothing but and win he, series after nothing. series for the finally, it, it took an off-field indiscretion for them to finally say, okay, enough's enough. Um, and I think this that selection says more about just how just how far Josh Reynolds has played himself out of contention for the role as it does for how what Mitchell Pierce has done in the other way, in the other direction. So um, I'm going to say what's on everyone's mind right now as they listen to this show, and they look. Then we're talking about the New South Wales five eighth. Where's the fucking techno Viking? 
I thought Blake Austin played well on the weekend. I certainly think Blake Austin played well on the weekend, and it goes. And the to one show, before, it, honestly, it goes to show that you know, as I've spoken, you know, on the show many a time, that I'm I'm a fan of of the city country concept in the fact that the, the exposure that it gives to to you know football in the country, and um, but and it's it's long been disregarded as a, as a true selection trial, but. You can't do what Blake Austin has been doing at first grade level, um, you know, for the Tigers last season um, in various capacities and, and really had a bad game. He's come to the Raiders and, and hasn't really, hasn't had a bad game. He's had a game where he hasn't been, you know, a couple of games where he hasn't been particularly dominant, but you couldn't say that that isn't the case for any fucking single playmaker in that in that New South Wales and side. And he's doing it inside the Canberra he Raiders played, club. Exactly. He th- coached by Ricky Stewart, of all people. He then played the City Country game, scored a, you know... Fucking hat-trick in that, wasn't it? Scored a fucking hat-trick, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and was a, a clear standout. In what's meant to be a fucking selection trial. Which, we, as I said, it's clearly... Clearly it isn't, but... Um, At least put him on the bench. What, what more can you do? He's shown he's going to be effective off the bench you know, last year. If you year. want to talk about... <coughs> excuse me. You want to talk about trying to, you know, keep the team fresh and keep it, you know, modern and, and keep working towards the future. And then, then you've got your pick and stick as well. Like you sort of That's a constant battle between the two extremes. But Mitchell Pearce is neither of those. Well... Yeah, but he's an incumbent, but for the fact of the yellow dress thing too. Right? <coughs> he wasn't dropped down on form or any of that, you know. So I can understand Laurie wanting to go, well, you know, he's been there for... But can't... I mean, seriously, some people just need to have their fucking passport stamped. I mean, Wolfman, he had his passport stamped. Merritt, I mean, Merritt had his passport stamped by his club as well, not long after that. But Mitchell Pierce proven... Time and time again, no matter how fucking good his old man was, you, you can't tell me that a guy can play. You know, th- there's a, um, there was a stat going around that if if Pierce was selected at halfback, he would have slipped in behind Andrew Johns as the second most most capped, capped halfback Jeez. in New South Wales history. You for can't tell me the guy that three played, wins or something played I think. that much Origin. Three wins and two of them were dead rubbers. Yeah, for he hasn't he's played that much Origin for for. Zero series success. Yeah, yeah. Could, Couple how of much worse could, How much worse could Blake Austin be? You know, what would he have to do to be worse than that? I'd well, <laughs> he'd probably have to. He'd probably have to get on the phone and 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 tell some tell some chick to fire up. What What the fuck is representative football? If you're not representative of you know the best form for for the national competition. Um, that you're participating in, um, and and can't be selected for the state that you represent, it it goes against what fucking rep football is supposed to be about. You don't you don't get to play. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> you shouldn't get to play rep football just because you've been there before. If you mm-hmm. haven't, if your form hasn't earned that spot, because your old man was fucking legend. Yeah. You know what it comes back to? It comes back to this thing with Joey Johns and Inglis, and uh, you know the other year. They're fucking racist. New South Wales origin is racist <laughs> against Scandinavians and Vikings. I'm going to die. <coughs> I'm legit going to die. That is some horse shit. How is it? I'm the calling anti, New South Wales racist. Your, your, 
<laughs> your defenders held well that I've got. I'm saying yeah. racist. So look, I think the forwards are a good matchup. I think the bench goes to New South Wales. The backs, you know, clearly go to, to Queensland. There wasn't it wasn't really glamour backs last year though either. I mean, like you had you guys like your Josh Morris doesn't really fucking do a lot. I mean, but he did but some very Brett, good things defensively. Brett Morris played and Jared Hayne was there. This yeah, Jared Hayne, but Jared Hayne's the one in the backs that did everything. Reynolds not a lot. Hodkinson a little bit. They didn't really neither has really created a lot. It was always Jared that really did the creation. So he's the one that they, it's not the incumbents that have come in out of form. He's the one they've got to replace. Josh Dugan isn't Jared Hayne. I mean, he's but he's going very well at the moment. So. You know, but he could, Josh he could Dugan is something. Josh Dugan, and he brings different different qualities to the team. I don't know. Uh, he's still a fantastic player and, and a fantastic fullback. He's not much of a fucking winger, no. um, or centre, or centre yeah. for that matter. But <coughs> um, I don't. I don't think you lose. You know, if you had the two players to choose, you'd pick Hayne every day of the week. Yeah. The fact is, you don't, and I think Dugan is a is a, is a quality selection. I had a couple of tweets about the origin as well. This is great because we didn't really solicit these, you know. We don't really seed out, seed out the news stories ahead of time, but um, uh, we had some people that wanted to let us know what they thought about uh, the origin selections. Jake underscore Chalk. Luke Lewis, one of the form forwards in the comp, and dropped because he's too old. <coughs> Scott Hoffman and Sobby Farrow are all 31 too. Yeah, it's... And Luke it's, Lewis is going really... He's going well this year too. Sometimes so, it's a perception thing, and the fact that Luke Lewis can play multiple positions... Would have, you would think, been a plus, but... I mean, that bench who covers the centres there, I mean, they push both Scott out probably and then, mm. you know, throw a forward on, I don't know. Cordner, maybe, I don't know. Um, <coughs> highway, H-E-I-G-H-W-A-Y, underscore. Farrah as captain, game set match to Queensland. How fucking dare you. The Ben's Ed. He's tweeted this one to the New South Wales Rugby League account. Fuck you, New South Wales Rugby League. You cunts are idiots. Way to select the horrendous team. Queensland 3-0, thanks to you morons. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Not confident this year, eh? <laughs> Unky D. The Nine Origin ad heavily features Hayne and Farrah. One's over the sea and the other's over the hill. Come on now. Um, I don't think I don't think it's that horrible a side. Really? It's, it's just... It, the it's the halves are like there's just no confidence or expectation of good things coming from those halves and the backs hopper it's it's the x factor over how much of Hayne Hayne's output can Dugan bring to the table to cover for the backs that aren't great and you know with the the, the halfback that's playing five eighth that goes missing in the big games and then um, Hopper Junior you know I really hope that he can just do do the job stay out in his wing. Defend properly, catch and fall over the line if he needs to. That kind of thing. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, where are we? Sibar, S-I-B-B-A. Robbie Farrow's nickname should be Default. New South Wales hooker or hookers are either Queensland or New Zealand and now and now captain because Gallon's out. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievably factual. Yeah, you won't be saying that if he made fucking 60 tackles again. 60 tackles doesn't bother me. He does that every single time. Right. It's and you get, still got shit to say about it. Yeah, it's grabbing the ball on the last possible attacking chance of the fucking, of the game to, you know, when you're behind by two and, you know, kicking it out on the full or fucking dropping it or doing nothing. <laughs> Trying to run from double half and score tries on the fifth he's tackle and then cut down two metres out. He's a man that wants the ball in his hands in those situations, which is more than I can say for fucking 5-8. I'll tell you what, Mitchell Pierce gets the ball in his hands in those situations. 
fucking did it in a hundred minute game. Just saying. Got the ball in his hands. Sparked the revival. You were leading 14 nil, and Mitchell Pierce with the big step and three. Fucking, I remember. Come the moment, come the man. Yeah, we're not debating Mitchell Pierce's <laughs> club form. You just told me he was no good in big games. Yeah, well, I mean, like a final like that's a big game, isn't it? You just answered your own question. Why are you debating your own? I was saying big game. I was saying origin. With yourself via origin. I'm saying origin. <coughs> origin. Fuck me. I'm gonna. Cu- I'm gonna cough up a lung here shortly. He looks like a fucking superhero at times, and this is the thing at times for Easts. And he's had some. He had some good form. I mean, he had early in the season. He was, he was probably you know red hot for East when East were red hot. Yeah. But Origin. There's a lot. I've seen a lot of people saying they're getting over Origin. It's overhyped. It's too much. Too I'm much glad talk, you mentioned that because that was the next point I was going to make. <laughs> I don't know if it's overhyped. It just feels like this year, the way it's, uh, it's really hard to put a finger on the way it's been marketed this year or something. A, I don't think it's really been marketed that much. I don't watch a lot of like you know. Channel 9 and things like that. I mean, because usually, you know, the Channel 9 games, I'm trying to watch the Sydney game first and, you know, Sands ads. You know what I'm saying? So I don't see it there. So I'm not really, I don't really know what they're doing and I don't watch a lot of commercial TV outside of that. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But like on the internet, for example, the only things I've noticed are like they're going, oh yeah, fucking two tickets for 100 bucks. (laughs) And they come up on Facebook and they have like a... (laughs) A classic moment or something. They'll talk about a classic moment, and you know when when this happened in Origin, and you know two yeah, two tickets for hundred bucks. So I, yeah, it's not a ticket price thing because I'm not going to Sydney for you know I'm, I'm never going to Sydney for the first game. You know, gen, you know, generally speaking, I mean that's not something you know it's really possible to do. So I don't know. Is it just the way the media is reporting things as well and bitching about ticket price yeah. and stuff, or there is something about it where. New South Wales fans should be like, fuck yeah, let's go, two in a row. Yeah. yeah we're the fucking winners. But this but this year I feel less into it than I did last year when it was still, you know, Queensland win every year kind of thing. So the problem is I just I just can't put my finger on it. So maybe we get people to let us know what they think and hopefully someone will stumble on something that makes me go, Well, yeah, that's right. That's the reason. Recaps for round 10 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Friday night football, Sydney Roosters 24 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 10. This one, the uh, Roosters 24 points came from tries to Tupo, Roger Tuivasa-Czech, Mitchell Orbison and Aidan Guerra. Maloney 3 from 4 conversions and a penalty <laughs> goal. The Doggies 10 came from tries to Curtis Rona and Moses Mbai. Hodgkinson 1 from 2 conversions. Ken Run, Mbop. Can. Can run. As far as an origin showdown went, which this game was billed as prior to kickoff, um, obviously with the halves um, potentially playing for, for a call-up, I think the only player that really cemented his spot if he had been eligible was Roger Tuovasashek. Um Not really sure whether the halves did anything you know, to seriously hinder their, their, their chances or, or cement a spot, but Tuovasashek was fucking amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> eight hundred grand worth, <laughs> potentially. 
there's been moments this season where people have said, what the fuck are the Warriors paying that much money for? Moments, not whole games. This, yeah. that, that game is exactly why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Bulldogs are a bit of a slow burn at the moment. Sporadic performances whilst players have been out injured and suspended. And um, <clears throat> I expect them, I, I see enough from the Bulldogs to, to expect them to strengthen post-origin and really um, assert a bit more dominance as the season goes on. Um, and certainly at the back end, um, be there, you know, when it counts. Just lastly, is there a worse fullback in the NRL than, than Parrot? Particularly under the high ball. Fuck, he let some balls bounce. <clears throat> Keep talking while I think about it. I don't think there is. The worst. Just, you, Reece, Reece Robinson has Reese Robinson, yeah. He's, yeah. Nah, he's, he does some exciting shit. He started, yeah, he started the season well, but he's been pretty fucking ordinary ever since too. I just, I'd rather a fullback put himself under there, give himself an opportunity to catch it, and have the ball cannon off his fucking chest or, yeah. or drop it cold, rather than just say, you know what, I'm just going to let this go wherever the fuck ever. <laughs> let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> if you're playing with the number one on your back, yeah, the ability to catch a ball is implied. So yeah, have a fucking great. And I get their spiral bombs and never, but that. He, there's been a couple this season, one against the Tigers, one in this game. Um, positionally, he's, I don't think he's that great. Yep. Um, but there's spiral bombs, and you can see a guy that's trying to fucking catch it, and he's just bamboozled by the ball. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to say, too good kicker. That that wasn't, this one that he let bounce wasn't that. He was nowhere fucking near it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going to let it bounce. Every Where these situations with um, I think it was a game from Reddy earlier in the season as well. Hmm. It's just like like literally running like running around like a little fucking kid like when you're trying yeah. to you know put bombs up on a fucking five year old and you just lose sight of it and doesn't want to be near it when it comes it's out. It's like and he's a cupid doll. Once the ball goes above his head, his eyes shut. He's got no <laughs> idea where the fuck it is. I'm done with that game. <laughs> <laughs> Rev Sunny one hundred and one said James Graham is clearly the heart, soul, spine, and balls of Canterbury. Mm-hmm. Useless without him. Fact. GT wonderful player. Oh. But he's he's almost that inspirational that the other players just defer to him. Yeah, you yeah. know <clears throat> they've got no yeah. Well, this is exactly right. They've got no heart, soul, spine, or balls when he's gone. GT three fifty one underscore Johns. Uh, we need to learn to play without Graham. Look good when he was there. When uh, then we did sweet fuck all. It was rubbish, depressing. Tall Hayden. People complaining about all the video refs calls. All I can think of is one KFC, two Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> Voodoo Rock. He sent a couple of uh, Blake Austin's good for the Raiders uh, tweets. That's great stuff. Only one, mate. Yeah, yeah, there can only be there can be only one. Voodoo Rock. Good to see David Clemmer took Glenn's beard shavings and stuck them on his face. So How's that? Can't, can't a, be good at everything. A call back to your pubes story earlier that uh, that he didn't even know because it didn't happen <laughs> until just now. <laughs> Sky underscore actually no next game we'll go with that one because uh it's very relevant to that one um and sorry in lieu uh benny 27 sorry benny at benny 27 in light of the popularity of 1d the bulldogs will create their own boy band no direction <laughs> hodkinson and reynolds to be the leads also on friday night up at 1300 teeth stadium 
North Queensland Cowboys 31 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 20. 31 points, a hat-trick to Michael Morgan. Ethan Lowe and Cooper also with tries. Uh, Thurston, four from five conversions and a penalty. Lachlan Coote with a field goal. And the Broncos 20 came from a double to Lachlan Maranta. Jordan Carr, who with the other try. Corey Parker, three from three conversions and a penalty goal. If the Cowboys survive Origin without any atrocities or conspiracies, they're a big shot to win this thing. <clears throat> yep. I just think it's interesting that um, Lachlan Coote and Michael Morgan, for all the toing and froing um, that the Cowboys have done over the years with the with well five eight specifically, um, and they had Matt Bowen in the side. Yeah. Um, Lachlan Coote is a season removed from a from an injury that ended his season last year. Um, and Michael Morgan, who played in a completely different position last season, to to allow for Robert Louis. Yep. Amazing how things fall in their fucking lap. Um, but they look a they look a fantastic side when they're on. And Took a chance on a dude <coughs> that you know no one else was going to. So. Mm, exactly. Um, Michael Morgan, as I said, played five eight his whole life. And, and Robert Louis was keeping him out of that preferred position. And I think we just need to think about that for a second. The, the Cowboys could have had this combination a season or two ago and avoided the whole, the whole Louis Karma situation. <laughs> um, but it's... Um, I, I just don't know if it was good management or, it, as I said, it's fallen in their lap. But it's working for them at the moment. They've got the right mix of, you know, forwards, you know, with Tamau slightly um, in better form than what he has been over the last he season. Was, he was tremendous in this game. He was, Absolutely one, of, he was one of the best players on the and field. And there was games <clears throat> regularly consistent when he was really making a name for himself and started to play rep footy. Um, those sorts of games in that was recent, like two years ago, recent yeah. times have been, you know, more recent times have been few and far between. Good edge runners, um, you know, JT, the jewel in the crown that, that puts it all together. But, you know, Lock and Coot is a, a bit of a seasoned performer, you know, calm under pressure, as we saw with the field goal. And um, and Morgan come up with a couple of really clutch plays um, to, to 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 ice the game, essentially. Um, just for the Broncos, I think Darius Boyd, again, with some class touches. Um, is only a game, you know, this is his second game back. And as he improves, I think he'll keep the Broncos in that top echelon of sides. Um, a bit underdone to be doing it, you know, at the standard that... We would really well certainly Wayne Bennett expects of him, but yep. um, I just think that's that's the element that they were missing. Kahu and Maranta and those guys did an admirable job, but Maranta's as as, desperately unlucky to miss an Origin spot in the wing. <laughs> please, um, I just think that you know those guys are you know are first graders, and that's yep. as far as they're going to go. As in my humble opinion. Um, you some know. people would tell you that Lachlan Maranta is not even that. <laughs> some people would say that he's he's barely a reserve grader. Blind. He's tremendous. He's having Sorry? a great season. He's tremendous. He's having a great season. But, um, look, it's, there's, a, there's a cavern in class uh, b- between, you know, Boyd and those guys, and that's no disrespect to them. Uh, but with him at, at, at the one, um, the Broncos are, are a much more polished side. And did you mention Granville? No, but I should. Did. He's he a guy was, that's fallen on his feet because he w- was going to obviously struggle a bit like Matt Parcell at the moment at the Broncos. Quality player. Um, 
he's going to struggle for an opportunity around McCulloch. Yeah. Um, given McCulloch probably isn't going to play rep footy um, in the foreseeable future and yeah. is an 80 minute player for the most part. Yep. Um, so it's not a great deal of opportunity there. Sorry, they do um, they do run Nicarima out yeah. at the moment. Um, you know, Granville obviously was identified as someone that could give more minutes to a to an NRL club, and it wasn't going to be with the Broncos um, with Nicarima coming through. So taking his opportunity at the Cowboys and um, he's really you can't ask much more of him. Yeah, well, I mean, like the, the Broncos, they wanted. You know, I was talking to I think I was talking to Sam about it, and he's sort of he's he's you know blaming some mistakes you know that, that were made for the game. But the thing is, the Broncos fell behind, but they came back and they got they fell behind. They got and and after they conceded that early lead, they fell behind, and then they came back and made it twenty all. So from that point, it's fucking what happened before then probably isn't too much of a you know discussion point. What happened at that point when the Broncos had all the momentum? All the attacking, all the all the running, and then it was Granville and Tamau that stepped up, that made the runs that you know started clawing back the territory, and you know ultimately paved the way for for the victory. And I mean Michael Morgan, you know, getting into Origin after a hat trick on you know scored on Milford. I mean, fuck, who's playing against Blake Ashford? Pick them for Origin next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think it's you know it really came down to some defensive lapses on the fringes that. Um they can't put. They can't leave him out there by himself, because they ran the same play three times through Michael Morgan every time. Got over top of Milford scored, and it's surprising because he's. It's not like he's a slender frame that you would think. No, he's, he's going to struggle a, to defend. He's, no, a he's just a, he's just a Ben Walker. Just one of these people. Who he's don't got seem the to right have the frame. Attitude. He's got the right footwork to get his body in front of the guy. <clears throat> Maybe it's just a confidence thing. There are people out there that, for, for whatever reason, just don't have the aptitude to be good defenders. Darren Lockyer was a fucking legendary player. Didn't have the aptitude for the, for defence, which is why they had to. Find, they need to find Milford a fucking Tony Carroll and fast. Yeah, I'm just trying to think who would be that guy. Alex Glenn's probably going to be that guy. Yeah, but I mean he's Alex Glenn. I mean he's he's not going to be around that much longer either, is he? Well, there's talk of him moving on. So, yeah, yeah. So they need to find that guy who's going to be a a mainstay kind of guy that's always going to be there to mop up his fuck ups. And I mean, obviously these fuck, you know protecting him on the goal line's hard and that's when you know a lot of the time when Morgan was getting him but yeah I um look I don't think the Broncos lose too much momentum out of out of losing this game albeit to a a state rival but the Cowboys the next couple of months of footy is going to be crucial to to how their season's going to pan out and um Thurston with an uncharacteristic miss there on the conversion at the end and uh that would have given it the 13 plus margin and uh, which um Sam said that if the, if the Broncos lost by 13 plus, he was going to, I don't know, like jam chilies under his foreskin or something. I don't know what he said, but. I've seen enough of Sam's foreskin. I don't need to see any. Very close. Very close call. Uh, the biggest tiger. So, Michael Morgan is the Queensland Blake Austin. Hash uh, can score, hash can start Queensland conversations. Sam, Mr. Underscore Wars. A game we should have won, but lost on mistakes. Granville, though. Wow, the difference for sure. Erebus Chaos. I think Wally is having a, another stroke. Just said it was nil all at the start of the game. No shit, can it? Doesn't start at eighteen all. <laughs> and yeah, that commentary was some of the worst I've ever seen. One of the worst assembled commentary teams I've ever seen. Wally Wanker, Lockie, Tim Gilbert being the main commentator. Ouch! Fucking painful. And uh, I watched it live, so I'm um, unfortunate for people uh, 
who had to stay up and watch it as the second game. JR underscore buff. Even Frank Farmer couldn't protect Anthony Milford in the defensive line. <laughs> you got that one, did you? No. <laughs> Cowie's going to cow. Seven in a row. <laughs> hash positive karma. Hash Robert Huey. Hash undefeated asterisk. The New Zealand Warriors, 17, defeated the Parramatta Eels, 13, at Per Tech. Uh, this one was obviously on Saturday afternoon. The Warriors, 17, came from tries to Sean Johnson, Solomon Akata, and Bodine Thompson. I keep forgetting Bodine's over there, eh? Sean Johnson, two conversions. Chad Townsend got a field goal. And the Eels, 13, came from tries to Anthony Watmo. Sammy Radraja, Ryan Morgan, Luke he Kelly. I'm so disappointed to have to read his name. <sighs> Fucking low life. Uh, Luke Kelly, zero from three, tellingly, decisively, zero from three conversions. Uh, he did get a field goal, though. And, gee, they'll be Why screaming for Sandow to get back. <clears throat> Why was he kicking goal? Could use the goal kicker. Ryan Hoffman is Liam Fulton of 2015, and it makes me concerned about how serious uh, um, we are about player safety. He's um, two serious fucking head knocks in quick succession. Um, serious concussions. Yeah, he's now been picked for Origin, the most, the toughest and fiercest rugby league arena there is. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Watch any, him knock any it, old knock boxer it, will out. tell you that. Watch him get not not knocked out in Origin. You'll sail, sure, you'll sail through star. I'm sure he will. He's a, he's a fantastic player. I'm just concerned. You know. Once your chin goes, your chin goes. You don't yeah. get it back. Yep. And any old boxer will tell you that. And <clears throat> um, the more it happens, as we saw with Liam Fulton, the fucking easier it is to happen again. Yep. And I just I'm worried that we're going to see a 60 minutes expose on Ryan Hoffman and Liam Fulton and and players of that like um, in five or ten years' time about the effects of concussion that rugby league had had in the early 2000s. You're really going to put him up that, like, I mean, like, to put someone in the Liam Fulton category? Well, Liam Fulton wasn't in the Liam Fulton category fucking forever. He started getting concussions, and then they started to happen rapidly, which is exactly the, you know, the path that Ryan Hoffman's on at the moment. Yeah, but he's still passing his test. Getting, like, 55. (laughs) Getting back. (laughs) 55 out of 500. (laughs) This looked like another Warriors fade to me. It it, it was almost complete, but um, Bodine got them home. I'm really happy for him. He had some some family dramas, which um, you know led to his release from the Tigers and, and a move to the Warriors. And his um, he was playing some great footy for the Tigers, and I was sorry to see him go. So it's 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 quite pleasing, although it's not in a Tigers jersey to see him doing well. And um, there was a lot of Tigers fans that were sorry to see him have to go for those sorts of reasons. <clears throat> But um, good for his confidence to get a game winner. Um, after Sean Johnson, fuck. Like, that was a touch footy try every day yeah. of the week. It's fucking great to watch when he does shit like that. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's the stuff that, uh, you know, is the, the Dallium favourite thought, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the Eels were great with the way they handled Jared Haynes' departure. Um, I just think that it, it, it's dudded their club for several seasons. <laughs> Because this is a type yeah. of game where they needed they needed someone they needed yep. someone to make a play. Yep, yep. Fair and enough. we saw time and time and time and time again with Parramatta even 
the side that they are this season, and yep. it's yet to be determined that they're even that great this season. Yeah. And we saw it so many times where they needed someone to make a play, and he did it. And this was one of those games, and they couldn't get it done. They just yep. didn't have someone that could put it together. I'm not sure Sandow would have been the answer either if he was there. Would have kicked the goals. He's, I don't know what his percentage is, but I've seen him make plenty, miss plenty of goals too. So yeah. There's no no guarantees there. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, if Luke Kelly's the answer, then two, what the fuck is him, it? What is the question? you to make two from three, wouldn't you? What is the question? If Luke Kelly's the answer... Who are who like are reserve graders? What's, what's the easiest way to lose a fucking game? What is club? a reserve grader? Yeah, yep. You done? Yeah. Andy underscore Siegs. Warriors proving adept at beating teams that are even more intent on losing. Paraman Mark Two. I'm calling hash refs fault on the manor strip. That said, if we could kick a goal, we wouldn't be calling out refs fault. Where's my scarf? LOL. Your scarf should be fucking pretty much in your hot hands by now. I'm pretty sure yours was one of the ones that went out because this sort of didn't buy the order that they came in. Uh, Scarecrow 23 how the fuck is Johnson the golden boot a great player wins that match easily for his side against the poor para team Saluni Poz ref's fault in the Eels game but Kelly 0 from 3 also fucked us the biggest tiger I've never seen a team want to lose as much as the Warriors since New South Wales in the late aughties you know OOs hmm. Lukey Dukestar what mo? No 100 meter game gained games and no line breaks all year. Hash Choco in decline. Hash Welcome to Reserve Grade, bitch. Unveiling my new alias, Lukey Dukestar. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 23 defeated Gold Coast Titans 22 at Seabus. And uh, this one, Valentine Holmes, two tries. Luke Lewis, Jack Bird also contributing with tries. Gordon, three from four conversions and a field goal to Holmes as well on top. The decisive field goal and the Titans. Tries to Ryan James, David Mead and Anthony Don. Caesar, <laughs> two from three conversions and a penalty goal. Oh, sorry, three from three penalty goals. Keeping Valentine Holmes out of first grade is perhaps the greatest atrocity in the Holocaust that is Shane Flanagan's first grade coaching career. Yep, fair call. Fair call. And you can't say that, like, you know, this is like a a revelatory thing. I mean, you know, just following on Twitter, Sharks fans have been screaming out for him for Oh, long, look, I long follow time. a fair few Sharks. Unfortunately, I follow quite a few Sharks fans on Twitter, and it's it's fucking painful. Um, and they're deplorable people, but they certainly had a point when it came to Valentine Holmes. Yep. 14 nil down away from home. Sharks had plenty of character, I thought, um, given that. You know they're not among sides expected to do much this season. Even even though it's at the Gold Coast and there's not really a home ground advantage there because no one ever shows up. Um, but fourteen nil down there, with, you know, Titans were running hot. Um, they held them out. They they you know got into the arm wrestle, slowed the momentum down, and, and slowly worked their way back into the game and eventually got the win. Yep, and uh, Luke Shark seventy four. Eat a dick, Titans. Eat a dick dipped in Coke. Now shut up, Cronulla. This, Luke in particular. What are they, Cronulla. <laughs> These Cronulla Sharks fans, I mean, they're, just, they're, they're all about eating dicks. Or forcing people to eat dicks. Uh, stripper underscore Tippin. A golden point win over the Titans is like kissing your sister. Feels good, but we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Break that down for me. Unpack that tweet for me, Glenn. What? what? I can't. Why does kissing your sister feel good? 
So, so sharks fans are, are all about incest and and forcing people to eat dicks. <laughs> Name their sisters. <laughs> Souths twenty two. What a shit game all round. Sharks, Titans, refs, crowd. Hash Grub Central. Hash Vuvuzela. <laughs> Mitch Door thirteen. Sharks snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Pretty impressive considering their better practice at doing the opposite. Special K online. Valentine Holmes gives me a stiffy. Wanking furiously. Can't spake. Can't bait. Can bait. I thought you could bait. I mean, Just why? Why not? What? You said you had a stiffy. You're halfway there. But You're already wanking yeah. furiously. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's just so many conflicting ideas in that tweet. God. Jake underscore Chook. Tweet. This is the very definition of a Vuvuzela game. Five thirty Saturday. Sharks. Titans. Blake Ashford. Should be the Vuvuzela Cup. Moving on. Saturday night. The Melbourne Storm 16 defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs 12 down at Amy. The Storm tries to Jesse Bromwich and Will Chambers. Cameron Smith, two from two conversions and a couple of penalty goals on top of that. The Rabbits, 12 points, tries to Alex Johnson and Aaron Gray. Isaac Luke, one from two conversions and a penalty goal to Bryson Goodwin. Thereby marking the first time Bryson Goodwin has contributed to a rugby league game in fucking <laughs> how long? If there's one thing is glaringly evident in South's title defence... In my humble opinion, it's the soft tries they tend to concede week to week. Wasn't really part of their game last season. Um, And I don't know that it's epidemic-like, but there's enough tries that they concede on their their goal line um, through just, I want to say lazy. I feel that's a bit harsh, but there's some poor misses, put it that way. Um, And it's probably, it's dropped them down a peg. I think, that one facet of their game. And I guess their fans would probably say that there, there's some other f- contributing factors that go towards them not quite being the force that they were last season and also at the start of this season. They, they've certainly dropped down. And I think that is, you know, week to week, that that's something I'm noticing is just... Maybe it's not just as a Tigers fan, but... Watching a lot of South games last year, you just got the feeling that they were fucking almost impenetrable. Yep. You know, especially even on their goal line. And um, they're letting in some soft ones. So um, I wonder if that's something that's identified by Maguire that they need to, to plug up. And they have had some players move on. You know, Burgess was quite good yep. um, goal line defensively. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's... For the storm, they um they were quite impressive, I thought, and I think they've they've sort of identified, you know, they always say that everyone comes gunning for the premiers every week, and and South is certainly um, experiencing that week to week, no matter who they play and and where their opposition sits on the ladder. But the storm are, are showing that, despite my calls, that they're going to be well off the pace this year. If I can prove me well and truly wrong at this stage of the season, but um. Yeah, they they basically did everything everything right that led to victory against the Rabbitohs. They they uh, matched the Rabbitohs' intensity up the middle and 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 started to you know make strong ground on the fringes. Um, you know, guys like Bromwich and that those guys really laid a good platform. Um, and then you know Slater Slater and Cronk in particular, I think Smith was was quite good as well, except for the fact that he decided to dance the. Watusi on Isaac Luke's face. (laughs) Just on that, I know he couldn't see him, but with the kicking motion, 
I just I wonder what the fuck he was trying to achieve. You yeah. can't tell me you're trying to get up if you're just literally fucking pistoning your legs yeah. horizontally. It's like, like, you're not trying to get yeah. up. It's like trying to do like a, you know, like a like WWE, like trying to kick out on the count of two, yeah. two and a half yeah. sort of thing, you know. I think it should have come under and, and been met by greater scrutiny, um, i.e. he should have missed some games. Koala, origin time. Yeah. What do you expect? I just, I just think it's it's a much better message all around to say, you know what? You can't just fucking kick people in the face. Don't like kids fucking doing that shit. Yeah. Um. But we're going to let you off because, you know, you're the Australian yeah. captain. Well, yeah. maybe if you're Australian captain, you shouldn't be doing that in the fucking first place. Exactly. But, I mean, you know, he's got a track record, as is his club, over history. That's the way it is. Niles, 1991. South could have put the one-man team talk to bed tonight, but looked lost without him. In summary, no ready, no Rabbitohs. The real one-man team of the Rabbitohs that, that people do allude to is, is obviously English, but started out okay, and then yeah, it's, faded. It's, it's Reynolds now, though, isn't it? Sorry? It's Reynolds now, surely. You reckon Reynolds... If, South were gonna, if you're going to pick South's best player, you'd say Reynolds. No, but I think that without him, they're fucking not even half as... Yeah, they're 60%, let's say. Let's, but, let's give I mean, a bit more credit. They're 60% of what they could be. Take any team's half starting half back out that's of any sort of reasonable ability, a.k.a. not Jeff Robson. <laughs> Watch the Sharkies fans come at me with Robson's winning record whilst uh, playing first grade for the Sharks. Yeah, what's that going to be, man? 13%. It's actually quite high, isn't it? Or maybe their winning record but when does play like, is Yeah, because they went like they they didn't win for like a year nearly. Yeah, didn't true. They? Something like yeah. um, Drew underscore Nathan five. I like how Cameron Smith stomped on Luke's face like it was the salary cap. Just complete <laughs> disregard. And uh, just dancing around the salary sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Grover four. Fuck these ref cunts. Just die, you useless pack of ass wipes. Hash refs fault. Mm, someone's a Storm fan. Yeah, Storm fan. You won the game, mate. Your your captain got off suspension when he deserved to be suspended. What more do you fucking want? Exactly. St. George Illawarra Dragons. Still a ranger, though. Yeah. St. George Illawarra Dragons 32 defeated Canberra Raiders 18 down at win. And uh, the Dragons 32 came from tries to Whittup. Benji Marshall, Jason Nightingale, Ewan Aitken, Joel Thompson. Whittup 5 from 5 conversions and a penalty goal. Raiders 18 came from tries to Soliola, Shannon Boyd, Josh Papali and 3 from 3 conversions to Jared Croker. Marshall and Whittup was some great combination. Um, ultimately, it was their kicking games that laid this game on a platter. I thought um, Raiders were, were still very, very much competitive. But just the field position that the, the Dragons kicking game afforded them was was too much for the Raiders to overcome. And it just uh, just goes to show the Raiders, they've, they've had some impressive performances and, and put some quality attack together. Um, but... As far as a team that wants to get in and, and into the grind and, and the wrestle and uh, and really knuckle down uh, and play field position, kick to the corners and, and do all those sort of things that, um, you know, teams that are looking to play in the finals do, I think the Raiders are probably down a notch on that. Yep. Um, and there was, I saw some criticism of, of um, Blake Austin, but I don't know. Like, he can't. He can't be that dominant every week. Yeah. I mean, he's 
some of his form. If he had a win on and continued that vein of form for the rest of the season, we're talking Dally M, Dally M yeah. sort of shit. Yeah. You know, um, this game was a, a fairly great exponent of of the edge running forward <laughs> between Papali, Thompson, and Tyson Frizzell. They all had great games, and just their footwork at the line, their strength. Joel Thompson, I just don't know why he doesn't get more opportunity. Uh, you know, he's obviously eligible for Origin. Yeah. How does he not get considered? You know, why is he yeah. not the next batch of young blood over Bo Scott? So yeah, he's not so much young blood. Yeah, I mean he's been yeah. around a while now, yeah. Thompson. So um, he certainly wouldn't be out of place in an Origin jersey, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Uh, Matty McP25. Canberra haven't beaten the Dragons since we broke the hoodoo. Ash Curse reversed? Question mark. Solzy04. Was that the... Oh, the, the oh, hoodoo? Rev- what was it? Provoke the choke. That was that fucking hashtag you had going from in the early days. Yeah, that was that was the... the to get the Dragons out of it. It worked in uh, 2009. Mm. Not so much in 2010. You copped a fair bit of flack for that. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I like it when you cop flat. Yeah. Oust, douse, sorry, Solzy04, hash, oust, douse, hash, save our saints. They're playing too damn well and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Troy underscore 79, Dragons better side, Raiders lack direction today, Cornish not ready, lacks creativity, not keen enough. And uh, finally, the biggest tiger, I'm worried that Austin is having a barber year, hope he can back it up next year, hash, prove me wrong. The Newcastle Knights. Well, to sorry? be fair, yeah. He was playing like this last year. That's what people yeah, don't realise. Limited, limited, limited opportunities yeah. off the bench and so on, yeah. Newcastle Knights 22 defeat the West Tigers 12 at Hunter Stadium. The Knights 22 tries to McManus. Dave Falago, uh, Joey Leilua, Chad Redman, uh, three from four conversions of Tyron Roberts. Tigers 12 came from tries to Dean Hallatow and Luke Brooks. Paddy Richards, two from two conversions. Explain yourself. <laughs> I think the tests are always going to come for Jason Taylor and... Um and they've cert- they're coming thick and fast at the moment. He uh, Tigers have find themselves in the paper with you know players like how we bounce back this and and you know we've got to learn this and and fucking adjust to that. I think teams are, are, have woken up to them. I think they still struggle to handle Tedesco, yeah. but um, with the way that JT's got the the halves structured um, and the way that you know they're getting the forwards going, I, I just think teams have woken up to it. And I think that they've adjusted to it. I don't think the Knights played particularly well. I think the Tigers struggled to get any real momentum. Um, they struggled for field position. Their kicking game wasn't that great. Um, and, you know, how JT responds to, to teams adjusting to the Tigers' style and um, the fact that some key players, namely, you know, <clears throat> a couple of the young blokes, although Moses probably played his best game for the Tigers in first grade. Yep. Um, Brooksy probably still a touch off I feel um, Didn't get much out of Lawrence Didn't get much out of Paddy Richards Of all people Who yeah. hasn't had a bad game for the club Yeah, um, yeah I, I just think there's some players That were a touch off um, They're bit, You know They're more um, Favourable form Put it that way And and how JT responds Is going to make or break the season Over the next few weeks um, He's really you know, there's an opportunity there. We play the Cowboys this weekend, and and they're going to be without their Origin players. And there's an opportunity there to to, to hopefully um, play them. You know, these young blokes into a bit of form in the absence of of Farrer and Woods. And um, the Knights were were begging to be beaten in this game. 
Yeah. Absolutely fucking gagging for it. That's the the, the feeling I had with this game was was that the Tigers were always going to win this game, and it was just a matter <clears> of when it when it actually was going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And just and it just never happened. And it, I still thought right like right right up to the end, mm. you still thought it was going to happen. But yeah, they, the Knights were there. They were there to be taken, and then the good sides oblige. Um, the Tigers weren't weren't near good enough. There's a lot of uh, Tigers fans, you know. Calling rest fault, and it would be very easy to call rest fault. The the Gidley swinging arm was definitely contact with the head. It got reviewed, and and they overlooked it. And then the next day, he's charged mm. by the match review committee. Um, the try where the ball was knocked out of Paddy's hands, um, and far longer dived on it and scored. You know, there's there's a couple of head scratches there. But if we look at the way the Tigers played and the personnel they had on the park and the way the Knights were playing in the lead-up to this game, and they certainly, I wouldn't say they reversed that form. They didn't seem to, to play, no. you know, several levers, levels better than what they had in the weeks leading up to the game. Um, to call rest fault, as far as the Tigers' performance goes, seems like a bit of a cop-out to me. Um, the Tigers are and need to prove that they're a much better side than, you know, the one that's run around for the last couple of weeks and, and even going back to the Raiders game where we led handsomely and, and yep. were run down fairly embarrassingly um from there we you know roosters were up 36 blot with less than 10 to go yep. um <laughs> and the knights you know were fucking a, a, a corpse albeit still warm and um and we couldn't get the job done against them so um lots of work to do um doesn't get any easier this week with some of our bit of a couple of our best players out on rep duty but you know the they're going to have to turn it around and these young blokes are going to have to step up and, and prove that um, they're the guys that are going to lead the team forward. Mitch the Geo. Holy shit, we won. I won't get too excited. Even a stopped clock is right twice a day. <laughs> the biggest tiger. Rugby league gods kill me. Gave us a scrum to win the game. Turned it over in there to lose it. Hash, funny, heartbreaking game, rugby league. Niles 1991. What's the difference between the West Tigers and Indonesia? Answer, Indonesia can execute. Solzy04, geez, this Tigers versus Knight game, Knights game was a who wants to win the least. Hash Tigers in decline. And the base Chapo. How many more losses before Robbie Farrah calls Jason Taylor into his office for a performance review? Hash ruined TMB, hash Tigers in decline. That's a new era, James. That shit doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. <laughs> Monday Night Footbitch, Penrith Panthers 11, defeat the Miley Manly Seagulls 10. Uh, this one, the 11 points came from tries to David Simmons and DWZ. Uh, Matt Moylan, one from three conversions and a field goal. And uh, Manly, a double to Brett Stewart. And we had uh, one from two conversions to Jamie Lyon. Yeah, tough away win for the Panthers. Um, still recovering from the injury woes. And, and in, this is an important one to, to win. Manly, towards the end, had three chances to take the game. And... Um, you know, with some of that personnel and, and in in years, you know, in recent years, they've they fucking iced every single one of those games where they've been... Oh. I don't know. Yeah, fuck, the, man, they've scored some last-minute tries. Yeah, you've yeah. Done some laps of yeah. the lounge room with your laptop in the air and yeah, yeah, shit yeah. like that. Um, I just think Manly were a touch off their clinical selves and <clears throat> and, and Penrith capitalised with... Um, with Moylan kicking, pretty impressive field goal too. Thirty-five out, never yeah, looked like fucking thirty-eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it with, did. With it, looked like, it looked like going under. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it didn't get over by much. It didn't mm. look like missing, but it didn't, it did, but I mean, there was... <laughs> yeah. Um, with three broken fingers still, still, he must be fucking held, needled up. Something chronic. Yeah, don't know. Because, imagine, like, playing with three broken fingers, even when you hit the ground, the jolting... Yeah, you think so. Hurt like fuck. Brett Stewart's legacy um, in the NRL, and, and, you know, obviously with Manly, is without question, his legacy is cemented, but all these tries and, and great games are just exclamation points. He's such a fantastic player, and, uh, you know, he's... For what for everything Jared Hayne brought to Origin, you know Brett Stewart with his you know his support play through the middle, and you, and you yeah. had you know guys like Marin coming off the bench against tired opposition, slipping an offload yeah. through the middle. Who who hits the ball better at pace, Brett Stewart yeah. or Josh Dugan? Yeah, you know I mean that's no I know it's only one element of fullbacks game, but it's you get the feeling. Even in traffic, if Brett Stewart hits a ball at pace, um, yeah. you know, in the middle of the field or anywhere on the field, really, but it's it's shut the gate. It's, yeah. it's especially at Brookvale, you may as well yeah. just fucking ride a magic carpet over the lawn. <laughs> um, late in the season, um, if Manly's Manly season doesn't improve, and and this is a hypothetical, and I'm not trolling here at all, um, but let's say you know Manly season doesn't improve, and they're, and they're sitting. You know, very low on the table. There's going to be some top sides that play them that are going to go home sore and fucking sorry because Manly didn't look like Manly in in a lot of ways, and I know they've got some injuries, etc. But fuck, their forwards still hit hard. Yeah, and in, through the middle, you know, Mason. Um, you know, just some of the, they they still are a tough, gritty side, and regardless of their position on the table, I just think. You know, there's going to be some top sides heading into the finals, fucking battered and bruised after playing Manly, especially a pissed off Manly that yeah. is that a shit well, season. They're, you know? they're going to they're going to make the finals. I mean, once they get troops <laughs> together, the forward pack was is the the much maligned part, and they've actually had to stand up more because of the injuries to the back line, and also they've had to suffer injuries themselves. And I mean, these injuries, much like it has been for West in previous years and Penrith especially. It's going to unearth these guys and give guys more time, you know, in first grade that actually is going to make... Like, like, like Jake Turbo. Fucking dude's sensational. That kid's amazing. I mean, Luke Burgess has, has improved and got better. Willie Mason, since he hasn't had to start and they've actually put him on at, like, the first change, he's been better. I mean, most of the guys have, have been great. A couple of key things that lost this game. I think the first thing is the, the team, on the team selection table. Putting, I mean, I know they didn't. They, I don't think they meant to come into the game without Starling. He may have even been a, a withdrawal, like you know, pre-match warm-up level, like you know, that late in the piece. But then to put Hassan on there, he, he offers nothing, and they didn't give him a lot of time anyway. I think he'll have about ten minutes. But you know, Jake Turbo was offering a, a, a large amount of time when he, you know, where you know him on would have been a good thing, or you know, controversial. Why don't you put Jaden Hodges on? Having him on there towards the end of the game, different result. Horror. Yeah, he does. He does bring a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and can change the context of of the way Manly are playing. Yep. Um. You know, Matt Ballon's a fantastic player and a great hooker, but he's a different style of hooker. Yeah, and, and it's I the think thing the they don't. That and they don't have brings. to. They don't have to 
exist in separate worlds. No. I mean, Ballin can stay on at the same time. He can still defend in that centre channel, channel fine. And I still think Matt Ballin, I mean, he gives better service from dummy half as well. But, I mean, Hodges, will, you know, he'll get there. I mean, he's only young and his service will get better. But, he, you know, for him to jump in for a run and things like that, you know, mix it up, you know, it's it's a good it's a good strategy and I mean Ballon's an eighty minute kind of guy and he's one of the fittest players going around but he hasn't always been an eighty minute player on the field mm. I mean we in in the premiership years I you know he changed he swapped out with Heath Lestrange you know so you know he's had times where that's you know where that's been the case Horro maligned by me viciously at the start of the season in his first game because he lost us a game but holy fuck. He's running straight and hard, and you know maybe it's a, yes, it is a contract year, and maybe that's what's behind it. But fucking more of it. The only thing I would ask him to do is learn how to draw and fucking pass, <laughs> because there were two occasions where shut the gate. If he had a pass, I think it was about seven meters, seven meter pass to Jorge towards the end. Shut the gate. No, you know, and that's the game one. I mean, they should have won by probably you know sixteen with the the way they played in the first half, and um and finally, learn how to fucking set up a field goal. <laughs> There's some dumb fucking players in that side as far as field goal IQ is concerned. Um, the first one was was Daly Cherry Evans just being a fucking idiot, getting caught on the on the, on the last tackle, and you know, on, and um, and then the ball had to get played and ended up going to Mateo, who to his credit didn't miss by a lot. But I mean, you know, yeah, still, it did look, it still pretty good. You're still not the guy you want to be kicking field goals. Um, and yes, I mean injuries, obviously. You know, someone like Foreman would probably line up for it. In you know, in that case. Um, but then when they had the chance when for Cherry Evans, you had guys like, was it Horro that, that passed it out to the right? And then like Liggy Sow had it and he sort of was found a little bit of space and he was sort of running down the right. And it ended up that, you know, DCE was taking his shot from pretty much, you know, similar sort of space to Mateo, like far out in the right. Instead of just going hammer, hammer, hammer straight down the center and just giving him a shot right down the, down the guts. You know, that shit's just dumb. And, I mean, that wasn't to win the game. That was to, to take it into extra time. But still, um, they had plenty of chances to win the game. And they should have fucking won the game. And they just basically... I think they'll rue the two points that they lost. Not, be, you know, whether it means anything in the scheme of the season or not. Just the fact that they were absolutely on, ta- you know, for the taking and they fucking blew it. Um, Shunter86. Cheers to Brett Stewart for the post-try shout-out. Hash windmill. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> What's like dealing cards? I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen... Making it rain. I have been looking at the forum, the forums to see if anyone actually got a, a legit, you know, source of information on, you know, what that actually was. Nothing forthcoming so far, just speculation. Uh, Andy underscore Seags. Penrith defeat Manly to take out the 2015 Biscuit Cup. Here's <laughs> hoping in neither team feature in that particular contest next year. Um, Cassidy Aiden. Moylan, what a star. Sunk the Seagulls, a great young talent on the rise. Hash purple pride. He doesn't play for Storm, mate. Um, <laughs> Andy Seags again. Great game, Manly. We're out of last. That's a beautiful thing. Jake <laughs> underscore Chook. In a round that had Titans versus Sharks in it, Manly versus Penrith was the worst game of the round. I need a shower. I don't necessarily agree with that. I thought it was an okay game. I, mean, yeah, I lost I, and I was happy. I thought it was a pretty thought it was entertaining, good yeah. contest, yeah. Especially for Monday night. 26 rounds. No one's adapted to a decline in athletic skills and replaced them with smarts and guile better than Brett Stewart. Exceptional. I'm not sure how much his athletic skills have declined, though, either. I mean, motherfucker's still fast. That's that's really the only athletic skill I'm going to gauge him on. 
is his fucking speed. Footwork's there, speed. Oh, the, you know, what the speed's probably not, it might not be the same as it was, but I mean, I've seen situations where he just blasted through and just left people for dead too. So, Oof. you know, is it like a long-term speed thing? Like, you know, over 80 metres, is he, is he not as fast that way? And he's still fast over 40, I don't know. But um, yeah, he still seems plenty fast to me. That's the other thing I want to say, that Moylan, fucking, he's a bit of a diver. No. He's a fucking cat. Get out of it. I said this on Why, Twitter. I said, I said it on Twitter. Yeah, I, I saw bears, it. Bears I didn't agree with it then and I don't bears agree repeating. with it now. Darren Lockyer, I'm, you know how I feel about Queensland and the Broncos. <laughs> you know how I feel. Everyone who listens to the show knows. They've had six years of me hating on them motherfuckers. But Darren Lockyer had his entire face inverted, caved in by a flying knee from Jared Beal. Flying, flying knee from Jared Beal. <laughs> flying knee from Jared Beal. Couldn't drag that motherfucker off. And he did. He went on to... to Ice the game with a, a spectacular field goal, a, a far superior field goal to Moylan. Moylan's one, you know, come to mention it. Then we get Moylan, gets grabbed around the gets grabbed around the jersey, and on the way, you know, the guy fucking gives him a little stroke down the side of his face, tenderly, lovingly, if you will. It's the way the game's headed, Nathan. I hits don't the, like it. Hits the ground. Hits the ground like he's been shot by a fucking AK forty-seven in the head. That's just. That's that's Josh Reynolds level, and and for that, you get my oxygen thief of the game award, <laughs> oxygen thief of the round award. <laughs> Previews short and weak this week. Teams coming, the, the you know the buyers are starting up, you know around the origin period and everything. Uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Parramatta Eels. This one's Friday night football. Our only Friday night game, of course. Alex Johnson uh, moving the fullback to, to cover for Greg Inglis's absence. Um, Kieran Sutton in the halves. Joel Reddy, Bryson Goodwin. He's back, the Aaron lucky Gray. talisman. Uh, then you look at the eel side, and that's, that's fucking fairly underwhelming as well. But you know what? I'm going to have to tip the Rabbitohs due to the fact that they just are seemingly, to me, better coached. Um, and there's still enough spark in the forwards there to uh, to lay a, a platform that's going to be sound enough for for Keary um, to get the ball to Dylan Walker and Alex Johnson as far as the fuck away from Joel Reddy and Bryson Goodwin as possible. And uh, that'll be enough to get the Rabbitohs a win. Rabbitohs not not as massively gutted no. by origin some some sides either. Parramatta... Featuring Anthony Watmo, origin career over for that fella. Unlucky. Once again, the super coach, Brad Arthur, taking your game to a whole new level. Down. Um, and yeah, so uh, I predict South to win by 1,000. Saturday night, Campbelltown. West Tigers versus North Queensland Cowboys. Well, this is the Campbelltown game where West Tigers always own the Cowboys. And this time, the, the, the task has been made a lot easier... With um, the halves being fucked if I know, Ray Ray and who? Well, I, don't, I don't know. Michael Morgan name, but he's since been drawn into the origin side. Excellent so, point. Louis did his hamstring in the in um, Queensland Cup on the weekend. Ben Spina. Maybe. What does he play? He's pretty fucking big. Is he? Yeah. I th- he's obviously related to Laurie Spina. Who was Son, fucking, I believe, yeah. Who was Son. a halfback. Yeah. I, I thought Ben might have followed in his father's footsteps. Maybe not. Maybe Rory Cross-Jason is the man. Don't know. I mean, like, they've got their bench set up there. They've got, um, they don't have any 
18th men no. or anything on there at the moment. That's, that may have changed, well, though, and it will change by the time we To be to fair, it. the North Queensland Cowboys could run out Jesus Christ himself and still get done by 50 points by the West Tigers. Um, this is a game where you know, the rot stops and um, the young superstars um, and, and, you know, the future and the present of rugby league as we know it, Nathan. Luke Brooks, Mitchell Moses, James Tedesco. Run TMB as we know them. They're all stop. They're going to right the ship single-handedly, the three of them. So winning against the bye, essentially, is going to fucking <laughs> prove that they're something? No, it's it's not. Look, it's not going to... Winning is expected. Winning is not going to prove anything. Losing is going to say a fucking lot oh, about the West Tigers. is it fuck? So it's, uh, it's going to speak volumes, uh, but... Gavin Cooper and Ethan Lowe will be running at those little bitches all night too. And they'll stand up. They'll be fine. Captain by Dean Hallitow. Um, first time he's captained the club and well-deserved. I think uh, I think there's enough there. Lodge and Galloway in the forwards. Lodge, um, big raps on him. And this is an opportunity in the, in the absence of Woods to, to step up and, and lay a platform for the uh, the dynamic trio. Run TMB to put on fucking you know, strap on the tape. The hardest working man, the hardest working man at Campbelltown Stadium is going to be the scoreboard attendant, Nathan. Matthew and Lodge, strap maybe on, the strap Woodstock on the tape. Urban <laughs> stand attendant. Strap on the tape and pull out your Nico. Write something down about your brother's sexual reproductive organs. <laughs> Get out there and do it. <laughs> Write something about your brother that might just make him your sister. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Very cool. But fucking first appearance for a long time, mate. That shows how late we're going. Uh, Canberra Raiders versus the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs on Sunday. This one is the uh, Channel 9 game. This should be a good game. Down in Canberra. Let's look at how side. I mean... Josh know. Reynolds and Moses Mboy in the in the, uh, in the halves. Interesting combination. Um, Lafayette and Stanley... In the centres for the Bulldogs, um, and then their forwards are looking, you know, obviously Graham and Tolman. Forwards, are pretty, well, I guess Josh Jackson they lost and Jackson Clemmer, Clemmer missing. But yeah. um, so there's a couple of big names missing there for the Bulldogs, and Blake Austin, expect him to stand up and, uh, you know, in as only a, a true Nord would know how, and uh, prove the New South Wales selectors wrong with a big game and, and deliver the Raiders a victory. I want to tip Canberra for this game. Fuck it, I will. Go Canberra. I certainly want them to win anyway, because, you know, the dogs. <laughs> Terrible. Scumbags. Monday Night Footbitch, the Newcastle Knights take on the Brisbane Broncos down at Hunter. Broncos probably are they, are traditionally the side most affected by Origin this year. Not really. Well, yeah, I mean, you can talk about, like, the amount of players taken for the side, but then you look at the, I guess, the significance of the players like for example if the storm were to play this week their entire spine ripped out that's fairly significant you know if it is only three players broncos i lose a couple for sure however in key positions kahu's played he played fullback for most of the time when yeah well only two games back i mean yeah yeah exactly milford and hunt combination remains the same the forward pack you know, some of the younger guys are going to get some more time. Like um, Joel Fangawi, he's going to get some more time. I mean, he's starting this game. Nick Arima might see some more time based on that as well. Corey Oates sure. comes, you know, 
The bench is yeah. where it really tells. Yeah, I, I think the Broncos bench is probably um, a bit of a weakness for them. But having said that, the Knights, uh, without Bo Scott, is uh, is a significant loss. And you know, I don't know, you could say the Knights would be buoyed after their victory last week because it was it was one where they were, you know, laying there prone. And the Tigers just laid a little bit more prone than they did. Fucking <laughs> the Knights were handed a win, so um, I'd still assume that the Knights are still in horrible form that they were leading into that Tigers game. And the Broncos, their side's consistent. Um, they're, they're clearly a better side than the Knights, and I think they'll win. And that is full time for episode 189. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Uh, Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button, share the post, all that good shit. Spread the word, leave a comment, all that. iTunes reviews, no new reviews this week. Get amongst the reviews on iTunes. Get there, log into your iTunes account, leave us a review. Great one, bad one, funny one, just don't swear, it won't show up. Tipping. David Kingston is on the lead. He's got a two-point break on the competition. Then we've got a couple of guys, uh, Tucker, Chris Blackwell, and Manola Calvete, the new exotic. It's beautiful. And uh, then we go back one point to Ben Diggity, Bush Lehman, Riz Doug, and Mario Siegs and Tiger Benji bringing up the remainder of the top ten. Fantasy, Rick Grimes, bitch on top, as always. Check back when that changes. <laughs> Pick the ladder. The Pick the Ladder competition, uh, we had an update from DJ X-Plane. couple of movers. We didn't have to see it last week, so we um, didn't know some of these significant results. However, Voodoo Rock on Twitter, at Voodoo Rock, he's number one. He was number one, uh, I believe, number two last week, and so he's moved up to number one. Second, you. Finally. Got something right. <laughs> you were actually in the top 10 last week too, but we didn't get them sent through, so didn't know. You were about seventh last week. You moved up to the second. You moved up five places. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Barjas in third. Mitch J. Hooper in fourth. He dropped from um, second. Mad Dog No Space. He's in fifth. He dropped one place. Drop Bear 001. He's moved up six places to sixth. Sam McNally 5482. Moved up three places to seventh. James Thew moved up three places to eighth and uh, a tie with myself moved up six places and uh, CJ07 moved up 12 places to take out the 10th spot this week so as it stands um, both of us in the top 10 that's uh, never happened in any tipping or fucking any competition ever it hasn't and it just goes to show that eventually sun even shines on a dog's ass Exactly, and you'll you'll drop it. And I mean, I think it was uh, Chapo had the biggest the biggest rise in history of the competition. You know, like forty eight plays or something. He then he then dropped about another twenty eight, and he's like somewhere languishing towards the bottom again. So, uh, yeah, no good. Uh, shop. Don't forget Chapo's here for another big rise if he ever sees the naked women. Yeah. <laughs> now memberships still got a couple of those left, so by all means get on there if you want to get on. Um, run TMB about four left. Let's say for argument's sake. God's sake, if you're a Tigers go fan weekend. listening to this show and you haven't bought a Run TMB shirt, I, I, I just I want you to tweet at me. I want you to send me a message on Facebook. 
do what you got to do and just explain to me why. I'm just curious. I'm not going to hammer you. Just, I'm just curious. Get ready for a lot of silence, I think. A lot of fucking hiding. In the care too. <laughs> and um, that's it. Don't have to spruik the jerseys anymore. That's Deal's done. done. They're on their way. And so that's it. About the longest episode of the season, probably. Almost. Fuck all so. games to re- to preview to. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, we went heavy on the news, I think. We did go heavy on the news. Heavy we did talk news. a lot of shit at the start. Yeah. And that'll do it. A lot of shit at the start. A lot of news. See you next week. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.